ATI Podcast, Barrett Lewis here with Josh Welch, as usual, and our main man, Nabnard, on the call. Nabnard. being pleasant. I just want to say, uh, right off the bat, I just want to make sure that I don't forget this. Jason Hebb, my fine friend, had a few choice words to say about me, uh, accusing me of lying. Uh, I just want to say, first off, I was 15 years old during that time. So technically, he's being an ageist uh, for attacking me in such a way. And I also feel like it's a little bit bordering on inappropriate behavior with a mind. Oh. So I will state right now that Jason is part of the deep state that is currently taking down Donald Trump. Uh, he only acts as a punk rock uh, superstar, but he really is an agent for uh, the deep state. He has cut off sleeves, which I really enjoy, and a hairy exterior, which makes him a bear. And I look forward to discussing this a little bit further with Jason on a one-on-one debate. Oh. Hopefully during one of our wrestling episodes. Well, he might be in witness protection now, considering you've just outed him. He is one of the informants <laughs> for the FBI investigation that we're going to get into. Get him out. That's get him going out. on. Get so, him out. Yeah, you've just blown his cover. And his Larry the Cable Guy look that he has popping off right now. (laughs) Uh, One good thing I will say is my wife has heard Jason's name several times in the bedroom, and I'm okay with it. Well, there you go. (laughs) She is not. Oh, she's she's not even about this. She's she's not about it. Well, Liz needs to get with the program. Lots of divorce talk. (laughs) Yeah. So we want to kind of start the conversation off today with a little bit more news updates, if you will. This episode is going to be coined uh, News with Nobnard, anyways, and uh, we're going to be discussing kind of what the podcast has going forward, some of the ideas that we have in plan, and then we're actually going to hit some current event topics as well. So kind of to get some of the more official stuff out of the way first, we of course got the merch store launched now for ATI Podcast, and we've got hyperlinks set up into everything. If nothing else, go to our flow code. It has all of our contacts, where to follow us on social media, where to see the live recordings on Twitch, where to buy our merch. We've also got your shop, Brandon. Yep. On there as well. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Nod Narb's shop oh, yeah. on the flow code pages as well. So quick links to get to. Thank you guys. At all's Imperious Emporiums. And uh, we also got a link to the Waxing On page on Instagram as well. So we're kind of tying things all together. And so just it's real, it's a real easy jump. Just hit that flow code link. It is our primary site URL on all of our stuff. So can't miss it. Other thing I want to talk about is we got the big merch giveaway going on. Yes. I am modeling for anybody on video today. Turned out great, man. The ATI podcast trucker hat. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Looks great. Mm -hmm. Looks great. Mm -hmm. The snapback. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm. Hey. Bougie, bitch. Bougie. <laughs> I'm kind of ratchet. And uh, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> then we've got the stainless steel drinking cups. ATI <laughs> Craftsman or Black and Decker. Ratchet. <laughs> Craftsman or Black and Decker. I ain't cheap, baby. And then we have the 
Cup Drinking of coffee glasses. in the big time. As well as a cup of coffee. Oh, yeah. wow. And? Those are looking good. <laughs> we must also promote. We've got vinyl stickers available in the shop. Very inexpensive. And then we've got the buttons. Yeah, it's a pack of five, that. actually. I yeah, think and you the get buttons. a pack of five. Yeah, I think the buttons are. I think Barrett said, I think Barrett said in the chat before that we're going to have dildo-themed correspondence. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do yeah, kind of what the Marvel did with the dildos for the Avengers. They did the Infinity War d- yeah. themed dildos. We're going to do the ATI. Oh, you there's guys talking about a, Pink Peters? There's going to be a bear-branded one. There's going to be a yeah. uh, Nodnarb branded one. There's right. going to be a Josh branded uh, I one. Think that, yeah, and Josh's I think that there, were, has the there lucky is Pierre a double-sided one that has... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a little bristly. It tickles a little bit, yeah. but you'll get used to it's it. A brush guard. Uh, and then the double sided edition, where we have uh, one member on uh, one end yeah. and the other member on the other end, <laughs> and it's just our big we'll dumb faces, like equal, just like this. Yeah, yeah, it's just a <laughs> 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 little magic shot. They actually make up. that sound yeah, as they come out. Absolutely. <laughs> What's Ridge is going to look like? Oh God! Uh, it's most likely just going to be dressed exactly like jesus okay it's gonna have a robe it's gonna have longer hair little, uh, <laughs> but but this one will be a little bit darker skin because jesus would have had darker of skin right uh, it's controversial like i understand yeah. but yeah <laughs> so did it have like the shroud, shroud of turin kind of wrapping whenever you go to unbox it yeah it's a special unboxing god damn and- yeah there's like a gold rope that's that's the thing about the packaging there's a bunch of thorns in there yeah you gotta work so your way a, through that it, you have to navigate the thorns yeah. to be able to get to your righteous pleasure you really don't love our lord and savior unless you weed through the thorns hell yeah so. dedication baby yeah. sacrifice life yeah. in purgatory if yeah. not yeah and really the only other thing we haven't really talked about explicitly on the show we've got long sleeve shirts we have hoodies we have t-shirts as well and again, what's great about the shop is you can customize the colors. You don't like the colors, kind of our default color schemes. There's yellow, black, white, as well as gray. But you can even choose other colors like dark blue, light blue, pink, green, so on and so forth. So uh, we'll start to put out some more merch designs and, and what have you in the future. But uh, right now we're just kind of starting off with this limited run to see what the interest may or may not be. So speaking of merch, we're doing a merch giveaway. So all you really need to do is just like our posts, tag your friends in them, and then share them. Yep. about the merch yep and that'll put you into the drawing uh, i've had a lot of people just like a picture or whatever the case is but a few people have followed through with that extent of like tagging a friend or retweeting retweeting excuse me or sharing in your stories or on your timeline just just follow through do one of those things it's real easy and uh we haven't had a lot of submissions yet, but we look forward to people hearing this and then yeah. getting engaged and start sharing that. Yeah, so, I figured, you know, we probably hold off a little bit. We'll yeah. Let people share yeah. it up. And then... We're not even going to put up a deadline right now just to make sure we have enough people participating. So kind of what the packages are, there's going to be the trucker hat with a pin as well as a sticker. Then there's going to be a stainless steel cup with a pin and sticker. And then we're going to have the coffee mug with a pin and a sticker as well. So Hell there's yeah. three chances at prizes. We recommend that you tag your parents. Uh, yes. Your bigot uncle, especially if they're not your in the grandparents who are close to death, yes, uh, and are extremely Christian. Your preacher who yeah. might have touched you mm-hmm. at one point in time, or a cop, especially in this area. Yeah. Your dog, cop, cop, yeah. Oh god. So just to get a close look at the design here, and if not for the faint of heart, we do have marijuana leaf on our design as well. My grandma would have died just then. Yeah. She saw that sticker. <laughs> As well as a pentagram and a black Philip goat. goat, So, and it is an homage to what we love, which is beer, too. So, 
It's kind of the holy trinity of upsetting somebody in your family, especially if you live in this area. So if you're looking to piss somebody off the ATM and you podcast. haven't even listened to the show, just go for it. It's a very minor thing that will really upset yeah. them. It'd be a great Christmas gift. Yeah, in yeah. fact, yeah. I think I might buy it for my mom's preacher. There you go. Get so, your shopping done early. You yeah. know what I mean? Early done. Yeah. Just send it to them. Uh, wrap it in dog shit. Speaking of shopping, it is back to, cool, back to school season, yeah. everybody. So, send you know, your send your kids to school. Oh, a little eight, sacrilegious. Oh, yeah. dude. A little Pot beer leaves. cup. Yeah. Pot leaves. Absolutely. Hey, kids need a drink, too. <laughs> Stay hydrated. Even if it is the blood of Christ, <laughs> the actual blood of Christ. We'll have lunch boxes next. And That's so we're actually hitting that school demo. A brilliant idea. <laughs> like a tin type. Really hitting that yeah. school demo. I like that sentence. We're going. We're going for the kids. You know the youngins. Targeting the youth of the generations. Targeting the audience. This is turned into an entirely different podcast. <laughs> yeah. See, this is what happens when we don't have a format and we're totally off the chain around here. We start getting love wild. It. I love it. So this is chaos, and I'm all about. Since that. we have not had Brandon on the show to talk specifically about his shop. Now that it's up and running too, I wanted to give you a chance to elaborate on on that and where it's located at, Brandon, where people can find your work outside of, obviously, we mentioned they can follow the hyperlinks that we have, but uh, what kind of inventory do you have there? What can people find there? So on. Uh, yeah, I'm on Etsy right now. Got that shop up and going. I'm starting to think about putting a uh, Squarespace website up. Uh, right now, I think I've, I think I've had a grand total of one item sold, but for $85, but I'm open for commission work. I've really been pushing for that lately. I think I just did that last week where I mentioned that I was ready for that. Well, I mean, if you want to delve into, you know, like a metal mind or a fucked up mind, then you just got to look at the monsters that I create. I I love fucking making uh, monsters and whatever comes out of my head. Yeah. There's a lot of good influences out there on Instagram. If anyone wants to pick up the hobby, I'm not panicking is my main dude. If I would have known back in the day as a like eight-year-old that I can make my own like miniatures or my own like action figures. I would have fucking done this a long time. Oh yeah. Time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I was thinking about hosting uh, new classes where I show people what to look for and what to do, but the, the shops have been going. I got a link in my Instagram. Yeah. And it's, it's been good. So to see samples of Brandon's work as well. Yeah. Of course you can follow at Oz Imperius Emporium on Instagram as well uh, and see examples of the work that he can do outside of whatever inventory he might have in his Etsy shop too. Right. right. It's not just limited to that. And I, I'll be uh, I'll be adding a couple different models here soon, both of which have been shown on my Instagram. I'm moving right now. So if you hit me up with commission work, uh, just let me know in my DMs and we'll get you started. I work a lot like a tattoo artist. We bounce ideas off of each other and then uh, we get at it. So perfect. So as far as what type of turnaround time, I guess it would suppose it would be kind of contingent on what the project is. Obviously, whether you're doing a, right. a figurine or a diorama or whatever the case is, the more extensive the work, the longer the turnaround time. Obviously, yeah. and I shouldn't and I shouldn't say that I've only sold one item. I've done three three commissions in the past that uh, can range anywhere from. 50 bucks to, I think the last one I sold was 250 uh, for Warhammer 40K. It's a little bit different. Uh, we talked about it last time. Uh, it's much more COD-like in the way that you play tabletop, but I'm always down for conversation, and I do put a indefinite time that it's going to be finished. Yeah. And I'm always there to answer any questions along the way. Uh, I want to give each and every one of those things 
and uh, my own unique touch and not just throw things together and paint. So. And the appropriate attention too, as you come across each project. I know, you know, you even put up pictures, progress and stuff you share in our group chat and everything. So I'm sure that anybody that you're working with on a collaboration like this, they can probably expect the same type of updates throughout the process too. So that should suffice any anxieties or anything about what work's being done and how things are progressing along too. We're in the age of yeah. technology, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I actually, I forgot about this. I just recently talked to the boys from Bloodspawn and I might be doing something for them here soon. So stay tuned. Oh, for that'd them. be cool. Well, that's a nice segue into the fact that we will have Bloodspawn next week. So we want to talk about a few things. Super that we excited have for that, man. In the works for the show. So yeah, the calendar is uh, pretty full up. In fact, I didn't even update Josh this yet, but we are booked until November 13th at least. Holy now. moly. He, so, that's yeah. awesome. So anything that pops up between now and then, we're trying to fit it in. Uh, we got another, I've got an opportunity too, to get the show a little bit more of international exposure. And we might be able to do an exclusive early band review of an album that's coming out of a well-known band. Uh, I don't want to talk about it too much until it actually happens because I don't want to, you know, count my chickens before they pop off. But anybody that listens to our show and is aware of the type of music that we chickens listen to. Chickens always pop off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially this one. <laughs> but yeah, so just kind of talking about what we have on the schedule coming up. Uh, next week's Bloodspawn, as I mentioned, uh, on the 25th, we're going to do another edition for our Killers, Conspiracies, and Cults. And that's going to be the Gacy material. The Gacy tapes and, and in that, particular, yeah. we're going to talk about the Gacy tapes. It's going to yeah. probably take up most of the conversation. As that just came out on Netflix here in the recent months. And it is the same folks that did the Bundy tapes. It's kind of the same platform, same you know producers and what have you. So uh, if you haven't checked that out, it's not necessary per se to listen to the episode, but there, but there will be talk of it. I'm going to rewatch it because I watched it right when it came out. So I'm definitely yeah. going to refresh. It's been before. out for probably two months or so now, Yeah, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to refresh. September 1st, we're going to do The League, ATI podcast, fantasy football Hell draft. yeah, boys. So even if you know nothing about fantasy football, it, we're going to make it entertaining. We're going to be live with anybody that wants to participate. We've got a limited league. We do have one spot open, and we are leaving that open for any viewer that wants to get in on this. Yeah. So anybody that's listening right now, watching right now, hit us up, DM me, Josh, whoever. We'll send you an invite to the league. We just got one spot. There's only criteria. I know that Kathy... I know that Kathy Gifford is one of those individuals that might want to jump okay. in. Well, so. she's already secured a spot. We've got her oh, and Rosie O'Donnell are both actually in the league. Oh, my God. So, uh, Rosie. Little fantasy, Jesus uh, Christ. <laughs> celebrity play here. Yeah. We've got one spot open. So if you if you want to be a part, the only yeah, commitment it is, is uh, we'll give you the details, but you got to shoot me a $10 bill. And uh, the winner of the fantasy league gets $50. Second place is 20 I believe. Yeah. And then third place, you get yeah. your buy-in back. So it is for fun, but it's a very small amount too. So, you know, it gives you an incentive to play week to week and be competitive. And if you're familiar with fantasy football, there's a lot of big play incentives with this. I've manipulated the point system to where it's going to be, there's going to be a lot of parity. So there's a lot of ability and competitive nature to where the games actually matter. The team, the team as a whole matters. Right. Whereas a lot of fantasy focuses in just on offensive stats. There'll be big plays, incentives for defense, fumbles, all that stuff, even weighted a little bit heavier. Like it'll be imperative, for example, to draft a good defense in our league. And Barrett also had mentioned throwing in six shirts, two hats. I did not mention uh, that. Three stickers <laughs> and uh, a hubcap and our dildo I did not made mention by that, yours but truly. Once we get there, uh, we can a have a discussion about 
additional prizes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the dildos, we might. I'm gonna make the prototypes. We gotta, still. we gotta oh, give dude. that a test run in house. What if we made dildos a belt? first before we put it out of mass production? What if we made an ATI podcast fantasy belt? That would be fucking dope, actually. But those are pretty expensive to get custom belts made. Yeah, we can just go to Walmart and hey, get a plastic whoa. one and paint it. We'll... Oh, I didn't even think about yeah, that. Yeah, me and Liz. He can paint it. Me and Liz. Me and Liz got it. Me Hell and Liz yeah, got it. Yeah. Me and Liz got it. That would be pretty dope to pass that along through <laughs> every a fantasy. I'll lady. send it through the mail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking, like, you go to Walmart and get one of the WWE ones and, you know, kind of customize it. Yeah, and then, and then on top of that, I'm going to add all my fucked up shit yeah, all over the place. So. Put the giant dildo coming out of the front of it. It's probably not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. So we talked about the Fantasy League, $10 buy-in, hit us up. We got one spot open. After that... The week following that, September 8th, we've got Slide coming on. This is a Philadelphia shoegaze band, and they're actually getting ready to announce an album release. So we'll probably have some exclusive stuff to debut on the show, on the podcast specifically. So look forward to that. Slide's fucking good as shit. You know, it's cool to like, to like get some bands from all over too. You know what I mean? Like, of course, we like yeah. to do our local thing too, but it's cool to, you know reach out and share the spectrum. Yeah, most definitely. Absolutely. And then on September 15th, we've got an old bandmate of all of ours, uh, Joey Rakovan. He's going to be on the show and uh, he'll be actually freshly back from Greece and tell us about his trip from Greece as well as talk some music and shit like that. uh, We've been texting back and forth about Italy and and Greece and all these different places. (laughs) It's, it's, he's happy, but it's lackluster with Joey. He's, he's having a good time. But is he having a yeah, good time? I hear you. I don't know. And after that, but he's he's wonderful. After Joey being on the show, we're gonna have Jason Asbury back on the show from Storm Ruler and Bastard. Hell yeah! Storm Ruler's got some huge things in the works that he's gonna be making some exclusive announcements. They're doing a fall tour. They're gonna be doing a European tour, and then they've got some new music in the works that he's gonna detail on the show. And then so after heard that, it. exclusives on um, the ATA podcast. Yes, I'm very excited about this. We're gonna do a lot of special stuff for Halloween. So you'll have five episodes hit you in Halloween because it's a long month. But we're going to start things off with Andy from Late Night Grindhouse and Destroy the Brain. And this is a collaboration that I've been looking forward to on Doug Wicker's episode. We talked about uh, Andy and the Late Night Grindhouse program that's going on in St. Louis and at DePere Cinema, specifically the showings that they're doing there right now. And it's, it's, it's incredible what they're doing. I can't commend what they're doing enough and right. really looking forward. This is, this to me is of the best things we have in the works uh, coming up, but that's going to start off Halloween for us. And then October is going to be kind of a month full of themes in the Halloween realm and, or horror, if you will. So then we're going to transition from that discussion into, we're going to do a horror movie round table. So Brandon, welcome to come back on Hell the show. Yeah. And we're going to talk about our five favorite horror movies <laughs> and uh, we're going to try and keep from any overlap. So we've already got some honorable mentions. We're going to put in the chamber in case somebody calls out the other one and right. and we'll elaborate on each, each of each other's if we've seen it and what our favorite things are about it. Are we doing favorite of all yeah. time? Let's just do five favorite okay. horror movies of all time. Man, that's tough. And, but I'm not going to put too many chains on it because... No, there's a debate too. We'll probably get into it on that episode, but what do you constitute as horror? You know, is it marketed as horror or are we talking about horrific things that happen in movies that you could say is a horror movie? So like a good example would be like, I consider seven a horror movie, even though it's technically a police procedural thriller. It it is a horror movie. So, you know, something like that. Yeah. I mean, justification as long as it, I I mean, you, it's really hard to place that on that genre right what is and what is yeah. right in my opinion but 
I happen to think that Annie is one of the most horrific fucking things I've ever seen. In my <laughs> life. Along with along with cats, like Jesus Christ. Yes. Have you oh seen you talking about the newest cats? Yeah. With like Taylor Swift and all that. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. That can be considered a fucking horror movie. Yeah. I don't even know what happened. Yeah, that's yeah. horrific. Any trailer movie. I saw of that just immediately was. Ugh. Taylor Swift had cat titties. Well, you know, oh. Taylor Swift could have. Well, we ain't gonna get into Taylor Swift. <laughs> but that, that's Josh's girl Just right here. Oh yeah, that's yeah like, she got that little Persian kitty thing going on. I don't want to get into this conversation at all. Persian kitty, <laughs> kitty. I don't kitty you, like you, a cat. You've got it hot for Persian kitties. That's uh, called bestiality. You know what I mean? Like the whole she got that baby old Persian. I, kitty. I see what you're saying. Though. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I truthfully uh, didn't get him until just now. So yeah. That. Okay. Well, that's we good. Could clarify that's good. <laughs> I'm sure all the viewers at home are just wondering what, what, the, what is wrong with these play, fuckers. What are we watching? For sure. Who cares? Well, we sh- they already know. They're uh, fucking. If they if they been in, yeah, long. I was gonna say if they're in this deep, they know exactly what's happening here. Yeah. Feel so, right at home. Again, show your grandma, your <laughs> yes. uncle, your child, mm-hmm. especially if they're scared of God or anything else. An option that I had that I almost pulled the trigger on was onesies for this. Oh, dude. That oh might God. still happen. Let me make yeah. up a new. Uh, let me make up a new merch design for yeah. that. I, I don't know. I, I love where we're going with this. So. Yeah, I want to piss everybody no, off. No, I mean, yeah, no. <laughs> That's I, the original spirit I love of this the show. idea of onesies. Oh, what, like, yeah. I mean, I, I've got some ideas that will piss yeah. some people off. So. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I mean, shit, I got a fucking LGBTQ AI flag out in front of my yard in Texas yeah. on the corner where everybody can That's see. That's pretty so awesome, man. I don't mind fucking offending Balls people. Balls of yeah. steel. I, I, will, I will say, not to transition too hard, I will say we have had a lot of people stop and comment and go, good for you blah, blah. right like, it's it's been cool man that yeah. is cool it's actually very surprising very well surprising. it's a military town and i'm sure it's a little bit more affluent than people realize and people such as yourself sometimes join the military for just a betterment of living quality Barrett of living. voted number one town in texas with the most churches wow oh really number one town in texas with the most churches oh, shit. abilene texas wow I did not know that fact, but I wouldn't be surprised if one of these towns around here wasn't in that conversation from Missouri. I mean, like Belgrade's got like 80 yeah. people and has like four or five churches. Uh, I think Fredericktown <laughs> probably takes the cake. I, at one time, I counted like 20-something churches in Fredericktown, of all in, places. In Fredericktown. Jesus Yeah, Christ. so like per capita. And, well, and don't hold me to most. it because this is what we're told on a daily basis. It's not like oh, I went down fucking, I got you. like started picketing and everything else. <laughs> you didn't uh, do I've any exploratory journalism. Texans here. That they. Yeah, this is this God's favorite place, and, and I believe them because it's. It's the asshole a, of Texas. There's one that looks like it's a shed, and they're like, "Bring your kids inside." <laughs> well, that sounds about right. I'm honestly. like, I mean, that's it's here got too. it's got a cross out front. It's like, "Bring your kids inside." Oh my God, that's like the cowboy there, faith church around here. There is a person that I saw. Okay, so sidebar here. What's going on in St. Francis County? Anybody yeah. that's listened to this that lives in the area and knows what that is on Facebook, the group that it is, knows that it's an absolute cesspool. I guess somebody got some land donated to them of a religious constitution that is, quote-unquote, opening a school in the Bonterra area. And I saw this property that was donated to them, and it looks like dilapidated, like, old farming sheds and... I don't know if they're just oh, like so being man. positive or they like intend to actually have their classes inside these buildings oh. or they're going to demolition it and then build some. I don't know what the real intent is, but there was people roasting this bitch 
on the what's <laughs> happening in St. Francis County. It was like get your get your fucking popcorn ready type situation. Yeah. You know, it was just pure yeah. entertainment. Yeah. And spawn yeah, ranch. That's the way it gets. Like situation. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like my mind immediately went to, is this going to be like a Martha, Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene situation where there's like a cold leader is going to set in and it's going to, you know, I don't know. My mind always goes to the extremes with shit like that, but there's a lot of religious fanaticism, particularly in this area. And a lot of folks that, you know, get those God complexes and start these missions like this. Yeah. And, you know, they think they're going to change the world. Right. Well, they often end up in situations where they're above the law. You know, there's a kind of a controversial thing going on in the area that made it circles in the what's going on in St. Francis County thing that Josh could probably elaborate on a little bit better than me without saying too many names. But there's a woman who outed a local church here and the minister, I believe, raped a relation of hers, like sister. Um, and in her, allegedly, I Yeah. And also spoke about the police force's mishandling of it. And uh, it was getting quite the publicity and they even arrested her allegedly on defamation which i thought was a civil matter i well, didn't think that you no. could be actually arrested by the police what happened was it was pulled an old warrant supposedly the park hills police department reached out to the st francis county sheriff's department after that happened and they found an unpaid seatbelt ticket or something along those her. lines yeah and they went to her house and arrested her for that i got you. knocked on her door she answered it they cuffed her yeah, well, from what I understand, so, from so, what I understand, from what I've read, okay. and she was clearly, I think, I saw the mugshot of her. It looked like she had been roughed up. Oh yeah, in my opinion, but I don't know this. I don't know the girl, so I'm not, yeah, you know. Yeah, wait, wait, are we suggesting that cops might be acting on the influence of somebody else that might be a spiritual leader in that area? Oh yeah, yeah, that's it just sounds unthinkable like a around political here. cover up from the top down to me. Yeah, uh, all all I'll say is um, anybody. And this is all allegedly. Yeah, these are allegations. I'm I'm looking to go to church around here if these these stories happen to be true. Let's stay away from the downtown Park Hills area, what used to be a movie theater. Well, I mean, you want to talk about police? Let's talk about what just happened in Potosi. Well, yeah, this is well known and the the officers' names out there and everything. Yeah, so we can talk about that because it's public. Yeah, I think it was Officer Matthew Skaggs of the uh, Potosi Police Department was arrested. When was it? Yesterday? Yeah, couple days ago, something like that. Eight hours. And uh, yeah. What what was the final charges? Allegedly sodomy with a fifteen year old or younger. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it was under fifteen years old. And is what that... I heard that it's already making the rounds on Reddit. Somebody shared the letter from the police department, and that's how one of my coworkers found out about it was on Reddit, and he told me about it. It's already getting all kinds of shares across Reddit. It's getting you know internationally infamous now. Hmm. Yeah, good. I, and I think it's unusual. Bring that, the light to it. Well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I believe the chief of police is the one who wrote the letter that is making its rounds with all the details. And he basically said that this was all that he was going to do to speak on it, which they acted very swiftly. They engaged the Missouri Highway Patrol immediately to start the investigation. They had the guy in cuffs and in custody within 24 hours. So the guy immediately resigned and turned in his peace officer's badge. So I don't think that there's any... Unless he gets legal counsel that encourages him otherwise, I think that there's immediately some sort of on some level and an admittance of guilt yeah so yeah especially when you're like already resigning and yeah giving up your license to be a peace officer and right. you know those are pretty serious steps you know people that are not guilty of these things i would assume don't do those things right. immediately right outside the gate you know speaking in generalities here but it's a well publicized thing that's going on in the area right now so make sure that if you feel like there's some wrongdoing by the police you go through the proper channels and you report and, and follow through. 
There's somebody say. that will listen to you. Don't ever think that right. you, you can't. You know what I mean? Like, it's talk to somebody, <laughs> no matter who it is. Especially now. Yes. Especially now. Yes. Because, yeah, man, Jesus. Uh, something like that, as a paralegal, I see that quite a bit. And luckily, people speak up and say something. Sometimes they take advantage of the situation, but most of the time it's not like that. So uh, people will listen. The ATI podcast will yes. listen. Yeah. And we will report. Not that I, this is exactly what the agenda of the show is, but I do want to leave our door open, which Brandon's already mentioned and Josh has agreed to. You know, if there is somebody that has a story like this that they don't feel like their voice is being heard, DM us. Let's have a yeah. conversation. Let's we'll be see your using our Absolutely. platform to help get your word out, your story out. You know, yep. we can have a conversation. I'm about always that. down for that. Anytime that we can bring awareness to anything that needs attention, I'm down with that. Absolutely. So to finish up our talk on the show agenda stuff, just to get the kind of general housekeeping stuff out of the way, back to the not so serious, serious stuff. <laughs> <laughs> back We've to got, talking about dildos and uh, yeah, fantasy football. Yes, back to dildo, dildo football is what we're going to be playing for dildo all the football. coins. In October, coins. on October 13th, we're going to have... Logan, which is a mask maker out of St. Louis, who's done some independent projects and what have you, but he mask making, effects makeup, that sort of stuff, costuming. We're going to kind of get in the weeds with him, but kind of his wheelhouse is horror and things of that ilk. So he's got some work out there on Instagram that we'll be sharing as well. Guy's sick, does a fantastic job, and we'll be spotlighting his work and what projects he might have in the works, spotlighting things that he's done in the past and what he can do in the event that somebody's looking to employ his services. And then right after that, I'm pretty excited about this. We're going to have a buddy who's submitted a couple things to the show. So Robert Scott, Bert. Hell yeah. You guys have heard his voice a few times on Hell the show. Yeah, Bert. He contributed to our Cato tribute episode. Bert also sent in two submissions for 4th of July. He started <laughs> and ended the conversations of 4th of July stories. Which was fantastic. By which the way. were great. Yeah. And if you recall, his first story was about being at a little hippie powwow where a guy <laughs> ate some firecracker or some sparklers. And his last one was about getting a blowjob from a one-eyed girl. So... Uh, so yeah, it's Robert Scott. He'll be on the show. We are, this episode will be called horror stories from your bud tender. So that is his profession. He is a bud tender and he has some horrific stories to share with us. I want that job so fucking bad. Yeah. And he lives in a major metropolis as well. So his experiences are abundant and we, we are definitely going to have a good time with that one. A lot of laughs to be had for sure in the works. And we are going to close out our Halloween month programming. With Pazuzu Algrata, who is a Islamic Pazuzu. Satanist. So this is a little bit less known guy, but he this is going to be another submission for our killers, cults, and conspiracies. I'm really excited about that because I actually did a bunch of research about not that specific person, but the demon yeah. Pazuzu, Pazuzu. So yeah. we'll get into that when we Which do that is, episode. Which is, he intentionally named himself Pazuzu on the account of the demon Pazuzu. Mm-hmm. So the, he'll be an interesting case study. Really, the only people that I've seen spotlight or talk about him is uh, Vice. They had two different episodes yeah. that kind of touched on him. The House but, of Horrors, yeah, the Vice special. Yeah, we're going to get into a little bit more into the weeds about him, his background, his bio, kind of dial into what makes the crazy motherfucker tick and, and what actually ultimately ended up happening with him. So yeah, that covers October. And once we get into November, you're going to... We're going to position that into some political conversations, actually. So this the next episode after that is going to be ATI podcast for president. So yes. that's kind of an interesting themed yeah. uh, episode. And we're going to get into some, um, you know, I think sometimes we don't explicitly outright mention what our 
political motiva- motivations are and our allegiances are on the show. We talk a lot about of uh, the sociology behind political thinkings and maneuverings. We talk ill of what we find to be wrong in politics. You've heard us mainly bash, obviously, Trump and the conservatives, which that's low-hanging fruit more times than not. Easy to do, which we're going to get into some of that talk today. But we've also been critical of Biden, what he has or hasn't done as the sitting president. Yeah. You know, and it's all fair criticism. We've been critis- critical, I think, at times. And I think you've heard us talk about the snowflakes that the Democrats can be at times and the bullshit that the agendas that they try to go after. And they're just as eagerly as warmongers as the conservatives are. In fact, one could argue that they're starting to be the party of warmongers as much as any party. Starting to be the conservative party, the old conservative party. But anywho, you know, I think we're going to just kind of go through and talk about if we were president, these are the things we would do. And so people kind of get what our political motivations are a little oh, bit more so oh and, and pull back some I transparency so it's going to get a little <laughs> i didn't realize that that was what it was you're gonna, gonna what are you gonna bring I'll to be the there table for motherfucker it. yeah you're our campaign advisor so you got to be there <laughs> <laughs> all right man oh god you don't want this but uh you're gonna be our uh secretary of state how's that sound there you go <laughs> jesus christ i got the most powerful job in the biz so yeah i'll take that and then after that we will have string bane on so we had egon casanova on the show previous and he's the manager for string bane in the indie wrestling promotion circuit here in the midwest so we are going to have the actual wrestler string bean so he is the green monster heel right now running with a championship in the independent wrestling circuit here in the midwest and we're going to interview string beans so that's going to be quite interesting we're going to actually see the the man in the mask maybe he'll put on one of show. us through a table or something we'll see you know we do have if, tables if here. it's <laughs> if it if it's possible and we can talk about this later since we're doing our new show mm-hmm. i'd like to be there too okay yeah uh for that conversation yeah. yeah so we and then that segues nice into what i was going to go into next so let's talk about the things that are going on under the ati podcast umbrella of course we have Waxing on with RJ, which is going currently. Ridge has been held up a little bit here in recent weeks with some family matters, so he'll be back on the ball here in the next week or so with that. That's going to continue. I'm also going to, at some point, release the actual first uh, episode that we did in audio format only and put it on our podcast feed so people can get a little bit of a teaser if they didn't make it around to watching the video for it. But it's primarily video-driven. And then speaking of video-driven, we're also going to start expanding on another component of the show, and, and Brandon's going to help us with that. And we're going to do Nod Narb's Closet. And so some a few different things is going to take place there. It's a scary fucking we're place. Start, it's a scary place. Yeah. We're going to start things off with a Brandon and I watching a wrestling match together. So I'm going to blindly pick out a wrestling match for him to watch. And uh, he's going to have we're going to have our commentary over it. So it's going to be a watch along style. Uh, it's not mandatory that you do. Kind of what we're gonna how we're gonna start it is I'm gonna give Brandon the news and notes, the bios leading up to whatever match he's about to watch, so he has at least a backstory. Any good professional wrestling match has a backstory at least, even if you know who the characters are in their real life and what their motivations are, can kind of help comprehend what's happening on the screen. And then we're gonna get into it. And we're gonna watch the matches. So some matches are short, as anybody who knows watch professional wrestling. Some of them are like four or five minutes. Some of them are thirty minutes. Right. So. Right. And the catch, the catch is Brandon's never seen. Uh, wrestling match in his fucking life i've seen stoke old sea boston do things yeah i've seen the rock do things little snippets i've never sat there and watched it and my own persona will be coming out during that time so so yeah i think it'll be quite interesting and anybody who listens to the show and knows that when we start talking shit and we're on our game 
it's entertaining enough to listen to regardless. So, you know, it's not required that you watch it, but it's nice if you have that video component. So we're going to do a little bit of screen sharing to do so. The other segment of Nob, Narb's closet that we're going to be doing is Brandon's going to be doing some horror gameplay with his Hell mom yeah. watching. Yeah. And so his mom's <laughs> going to be on with him, who does not play games, really. I mean, she has an awareness, like more NES type days, you know, Nintendo and stuff, like the more basic yeah. stuff. She's a, sto- she's a Christian. She's a Christian, yeah. and she does not like jump scares. So. Yeah, should be fantastic. And Brandon plays a lot of independent horror games, even on PC in particular, so we'll be doing some screen sharing, and we're going to capture some of that uh, gameplay and her reactions. So we think that'll be quite entertaining. So that'll be Brandon's wing of creativity through the show that we're going to be developing out, and Ridge has his wing currently. And then, of course, we'll have our routine ca- collaborations here and there. So Hell yeah. We'll be, Josh will be working his magic with the video editing and, and the technology and piece of stuff for Brandon too. And I'll be there to help him get started. But I think the more entertaining or at least equally entertaining in a different way is going to be the, the gameplay with his mom. I'm really interested as a viewer, as a fan (laughs) to see that myself. We look very similar. She has the same nose as I do. Uh, If you put a wig on me, I would look exactly like my mom. (laughs) Yeah. Even with my, in my old age, my boobs getting there. So yeah, I mean, Maybe that will be my persona for wrestling is my mother. You know, so funny story about the first time that, I mean, I'd already met Brandon's mother, so I had kind of already knew what she looked like. It wasn't as shocking to me, but so we used to religiously, we would take these trips up to the Soto comic shop. This was kind of huge in our bonding over the years as friends, especially uh, we got Ridge into it. So Ridge, we would always carpool up to the Soto comic shop. Brandon's mom worked a few stores down from there. And so semi-routinely i wouldn't say every time we would go and visit her at work afterwards well on this occasion we had ridge in the car me brandon as well as my brother aaron and aaron and ridge had never seen brandon's mom before and so whenever we pulled up there brandon tells us to stay in the car he's gonna go inside and i was like hey guys you want to fuck with brandon because brandon gets out the car he starts walking in and i'm already giggling because he knows i'm gonna probably do something to fuck with him so brandon goes inside and I tell Ridge and Aaron, I'm like, hey, have you guys ever seen Brandon's mom before? They're like, no. And I was like, it looks exactly like Brandon, with, but with LeBway gone. And they're like, no way. <laughs> I was like, yes, go inside the store and tell him we got to use the bathroom and you will see her and you'll see him. Yeah, just side with Jerry Curls. <laughs> so sure enough, they both went in there and they came out just laughing their fucking asses off. <laughs> and they're like, dude. Yeah, my mom had like a little Jerry Curl thing going on there for a while. So was, uh, yeah. They were like, dude, we, we knew you said that that was the case, but it really was. And you came out so pissed off that I sent them in there. <laughs> I mean, and I was young right. age. Now I sit there and fucking laugh about yeah. it. Oh, but that was a good, that was yeah, a good time. But good I mean, it, it's the fucking truth. I'm either Eric Foreman or I look like my mom. Well, I forgot all about all the Eric Foreman stuff entirely until we had Heb on the, on the show and, and Heb was elaborating yeah. on calling your Foreman. I'm like, you know what? You know, it's funny because we talked about forever getting that tattoo and it, it just totally. Yeah, it's followed me my entire life. Over the years, it just uh, escaped my mind. But the old Eric Foreman riding a bear with a bag of brown sugar in his hand. That would be like epic. the yeah, Six Flags true. caricature style. Yeah. Like the big, big head. head. Yeah. yeah. I th- you drew it out one time. It looked Yeah, great. I think I did. And um, yeah, I think I taped it on the back of the toilet in our apartment or something. And somebody yeah. got pissed off about it, I want to say. Excuse like me, maybe sorry. Ridge. I think we're, I think it's when we first started drinking. Might have been. And uh, I think it's when we first started drinking. It's like, what's this shit? Now that I say that out loud, I think I might have drawn a cartoon of Ridge jacking off a giant 
dick. <laughs> so that might have been the thing I got mad about, and I taped it on the back of the toilet seat. Hey, and I was pretending like we were all like, going in there and relieving ourselves to it. The, the toilet that had a shoestring for the flush lever. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. I remember that, man. Motherfucker. Uh, made those apartments flush were nice, lever. man. Yeah, they were fancy. fucking Yeah, shitty. they were they were yeah. super nice. Hey, the like one the one good feet. bonus, the one bonus to it is the fact that whenever we would play shows as or in dress for a funeral together yeah. or even uh other bands would play there, we'd have front row. I mean, we'd right. live there. Yeah. Or we could like go up there and sit down in that cockroach infested fucking apartment. Right. That uh I forget what the the guy's name was. Tony yeah, Tony. Was that the neighbor? We would bring him. No. We'd bring him. No. no, no. So the neighbor was crutches. He was. He was. Uh, a handy capable. He was fellow a thief. That was yeah. a meth head and thief. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and thief. But Tony, every time that we go down to pay him, and like, hey man, uh, Tony, you gonna fix those cockroaches? And like, yeah, I fix that cockroaches. Oh, <laughs> oh, I remember who you're talking about, dude. Now. I said bug bombs off on the ceilings. Remember, they had drop ceilings in there. And I did not give a fuck if the meth heads or not had their ceiling tiles out, because that's how he tried to get the in. The meth our... was made out of that shit anyway, so what, yeah, why it would it matter? Met? They probably tapped into it. They're probably up there snorting it. But uh, I fucking set off bug bombs up in the ceiling tiles inside those fucking apartments, dude. And it did quail most of that for a little while, but yeah. we, we yeah, had but literally whatever... had roaches crawling out of the freezer. Oh, man. No exaggeration, did we not? Yeah. They were crawling, yeah, we roaches did. crawling out of the freezer. How is that possible? Yeah, I don't know, man. That's Came bad. from the bottom, now we're here, Barrett. Yeah. Now I got ro- roaches crawling out of my asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it's a crypt. I wonder, I wonder if that it's guy still owns that building. I'll have to look into uh, You know, I'm not sure. If he does, he has been sued so many times <laughs> out Oh, my ass. God. Yeah, anybody with half a brain. You know, what was amazing about that, I was telling the story to somebody that we could play in Nature's Cup all the time. I think it was Brad. We could practice up there and never get in trouble because it was all meth heads. Right. You know, not, not once. We, yeah. we had all kinds of, pra- like we actually never had any problems until we had little miss so-and-so as our neighbor who yeah. decided to start getting headaches occasionally whenever we had practices. Oh, Jesus Christ, go fuck yourself. But uh, other than that, we never had one problem. Uh, do you remember bouncing off the walls during Sinope practice? Oh yeah. Like literally being, there must've been like 600 people in the crowd. Because that's what we were acting like. We were going <laughs> right. full force, man. Yeah. yeah. I miss that shit. Yeah, yeah, we had some good times up there for sure. Boy, so many stories could be told about of that time. So oh, much man. debauchery. There's some funny ass stories. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff to forget too. But yeah. <laughs> like I think one Brandon time. Brandon and I streaking out on the roof and we were supposed to be at work the next day and fucking didn't go to work. And Two hours later? Yeah, we were out when the sun was up on the roof drinking sweet tea and we stole a handle of vodka from... The guys that kept stealing stuff from us. Yeah. And so we well, had no, red diamond well, we sweet tea with the it. vodka. We didn't steal it. They forgot about it in the fridge. Okay. And we just partook. I got you. That, yeah, my memory was fuzzy on that one. But we, uh, yeah, we, we drank all night until the sun was up. And then I remember the girl I was dating at the time come over to hang out with us. And I was on the roof in my underwear, just laying on the roof. In her skivvies. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you were all like hung over inside watching a movie and I was just like leaning on the roof. No, we were were out there for a while, man. Oh no, you were definitely out there into the morning with me, but then you went inside and fell asleep for a little bit and then started watching a movie. We hit our buddy from his crazy girlfriend. Oh my God, that's another story. You remember that? You were there that night, right? Yeah. We had a run of apartments at this Nature's Cup place and then across the street, uh, across the street, we had another run of apartments that our friends lived in. And so we'd always bounce between apartments having parties. So yeah. one night we're all over partying at our friend's 
apartment complex across the road uh, there across Karsh in Farmington. And he and his girlfriend get into a bad fight. Well, it, it was like, you know, if they got into this bad of a fight, it, they were they would like get physical. Yeah, it was, you had to, like, it was a really toxic yeah, relationship. Pull apart and move them yeah. apart. <laughs> yeah. And this was occasion too where we're all broke. Somebody put a carton of cigarettes in the freezer as well as a whole fifth of Rupplements. And we took that all with us while we were at it. <laughs> And we all left and went and stayed at our apartment, at the Nature's Cup apartment. It was me, Brandon, Josh, and our buddy Tony. And we drank all the Rupplements that night. Yeah. I could never drink Rupplements again. Yeah. And probably smoked half that carton of cigarettes in that night. Oh, yeah. And constantly we would hear... wild man yeah for we slept well four or five hours straight (laughs) yeah it was really bad and normally we would crack the window in our apartments and crawl out on the roof and like hang out at night because it was our ac was shitty and stuff so and and, dude and that was the greatest i miss those so much we so the apartment sucked obviously yeah but we literally go from our bedroom where we slept in together uh like (laughs) in separate beds but sometimes together yeah we would leave the window like it was an entrance to the house go out on the roof (laughs) smoke out back or do whatever and then go hang out on the on the walkway that led up to it yeah yeah that's whenever i had my longest hair i had hair down to my fucking like past my shoulders. Yeah. yeah. You just drive by nature's cup. And if people were hanging out on the stairs, you just swung in. Well, you know I mean? uh, we, we barbecued up there one time. I remember I went to Walmart, bought like a tweet cheap, like $20, <laughs> uh, barbecue pit. And then stuck we taped it. that motherfucker. Yes. We stuck taped it that motherfucker to milk a crate milk and crate. then taped it to the milk crate, then taped it to the banister. And then I, because <laughs> yeah. at first we had it in the walkway. And I was like, this seems kind of like, unnecessary let's tape it we had it like dangling over the edge of the balcony <laughs> right over the entrance into nature's cup so like any of that ash could have fallen down on somebody oh, man it's like going to that oh, building sure. and i made probably like i don't know like people just all of a sudden started showing up and it was just like started out like a couple of us like i think like maybe me you ridge maybe josh was there and then like tons of other people started showing up and i only had like six or eight boneless chicken breasts and that's like all that yeah. i made on the grill <laughs> you know well we made those we walmart came in out with these uh, very specific like burger packages where they're like yeah, mushroom that's right. and, and rosemary yeah. and jalapeno and, like, cheese all these different ones so whenever we'd get a paycheck we'd get those and then bring them in and then people are like oh, can i eat i'm like we're not going to quarter this motherfucking burger right now what are you <laughs> yeah. no that like, definitely did happen about? yeah and then everybody about their drinking and you know it's just and everybody's hungry and it's like okay yeah whatever you don't care, but like, you know, two dudes who were living, we fucking paid our rent with a fucking change jar one time. <laughs> I think yeah. our rent was like 225 and that was electric included and everything. One bedroom apartment, maybe 200 square feet. Motherfucker did never do nothing to the apartment. I would guarantee you that we were the only tenants of his that we were drug pickle addict. Jar. Yeah. It's a pickle jar. Yeah. About- I still have the pickle jar because you brought it back because I sent it uh. down with you in the pickle jar and then we had a bunch of singles. <laughs> I mean, we just had enough to pay rent that month. Yeah. It's okay. No more cockroach. Yeah. No more cockroach. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> he used to talk like that. I'm not being racist. Come on, guys. Yeah. He used to talk like He, he was a white guy, you know? No, so. he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm setting you up. <laughs> He, he, I uh, I hate that motherfucker. I he was he, a shady ass was, dude for sure. He he was like nickel and diamond everything. Oh yeah, well, I heard yeah. you. He was I heard like, you were loud. 
I'm like, get out of here. Yeah, so what? Yeah. What are you going to do? About- yeah. We're the only motherfuckers that pay this our rent on time. Ain't in full. And nobody's inspected this place in a long right, time. Right. Oh, saying, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't really, know how that probably, place could pass a, a we honestly, inspection. You know, residential gets into some shady areas, but we probably could have because it was a part of a shopping complex, called that into the city and gotten him in all kinds of trouble. I will say the electric work, at least. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it did. Yeah. That's one positive. The fridge was good. The only thing uh, is whenever you got into the microwave, it was a question of whether or not you were going to re- radiate those cockroaches more. Right. Like you were going to turn it into some fucking monster from the Incredible Hulk, you know, like the abomination was about <laughs> to fucking kick off or something here. My mom brought up this story the other day. She's like, I remember moving you or helping you guys move yeah. from those apartments. And we just uh, took the microwave and me and your dad just went, let's just leave it at the foot of the uh, front door. Let's just yeah. <laughs> Another great story from the Nature's Cup days was uh, one night we were out drinking. Obviously, there's a common factor here, right? Where we were drinking, <laughs> but we were a lot. shit-faced. Hastings across the road had a toilet sitting out there. Why? No idea. It was for sale. <laughs> it was sitting there, <laughs> and I was drunk enough and brave enough and a horse's ass enough. I was like, "Has anybody got a newspaper?" And you're like, "Why?" I was like, "I just need a newspaper." Somehow we got a newspaper from somewhere, I don't know where. I proceeded to walk across the street not telling anybody what I was going to do. Pulled my <laughs> pants down, took a shit in the toilet, right there on cars, right on the highway, and then pulled we're my pants up. We're all on our razors. On our razors. razors. And I walked back over, and uh, I don't know whatever happened to that shit or that toilet, but um, <laughs> I shat in the toilets right next to the <laughs> That's fantastic. These goddamn kids around here keep shitting in my toilet. <laughs> <laughs> it's just for show. Why would you put why would you put a toilet out in the front of your store? They couldn't have thought that anything good was going to come of that situation. Go, we sell these here. We sell things. We sell these here. Yeah. Nobody's going to take these. <laughs> right. Or take a shit in them or like what the fuck? Really, these stories, they tie in with last week because we did kind of talk about how we first met Brad and stuff, and that was through Dress for Funeral, of course, and then Josh and I became really good friends with you, Brandon. Yeah, yeah. I I remember seeing, I think it was you and Josh out in the crowd at one of the shows that we played with one of those shitty bands. What was the, what was that? It was essentially like Tech Nine. Shatter Mask. Shatter Mask. Fuck Those yeah. disgusting scum piles of Actually, shit. Actually, the first time I met you was, was not with, with Josh. I think, in fact, it was before I was friends with Josh. The first time I met you, Brandon, was at the Rock House. And um, it was me and Ridge. And we were hanging Ridge out probably, to watch yeah. you guys because I hadn't seen Ford since I don't even know when. So I was hanging around to see Ford and John. I knew them. And... So then that's when I officially met you. You came up and just like hugged me. And I was like, I don't even know this guy. He's giving me a hug. Like, this is kind of cool, actually. <laughs> you know, like you're being extremely friendly to me. I was like, nobody's ever like been this friendly to me out the gate. Yeah. I was like, that's, this guy's actually pretty cool. And then you, you started doing stuff with Breedlove, too. So then we, that's whenever, at that point, Josh and I were pretty good friends. And we just kept running into each other. And then I think you got the apartment in Nature's Cup. Then I moved in with you, kind of spur in the moment. That's right, because I met Josh first. That sort of stuff. I had a weird obsession with Breedlove for a while. They were pretty popular around here. I'm not going to lie. Like You may have had, Brandon, you may have had more of a conversation with Josh at first, but I definitely met you before I even knew Josh. This was... 2005 yeah i was still in high school because you actually came over to michael's jones's house one time yeah yeah i did yeah so yeah because of garrett right because of garrett and garrett went to north county 
That's right. Yep, yeah. that's exactly what yeah. I was forgetting what kind of the linking chain there was, but it's Garrett, actually. You know, it's yeah, funny, actually, I go back and think about it. Like, I've surprising. made so many friends because of Garrett. You know, Garrett's kind of took the initiative to start that hardcore band we were in back in the days. Look at him now, man. And Look at him now. Well, he's doing great for himself. I just want to lick oh, yeah. every single oh, yeah. one of those muscles. Uh, we, oh, my. We don't have he's it. huge. Yeah, he I didn't, Look at him. I didn't announce oh, it on the, the show format, but we are working in a show with Garrett and Jason Skiles at some point. We've mentioned Jason on the show before. Both those dudes, like, stand-up dudes, straight-edge dudes, but, like, they're fucking cool, badass dudes still yet. Uh, we're going to have them on a show. I just haven't initially announced it on the agenda because we're just working it in. Garrett's coming home at the end of this month to visit some family and friends in the area, so I just told him, tell me when, regardless we'll, of the day, time, we'll, right. we'll figure it out. I miss that guy. I really do. And I had some turbulent times with uh, Garrett, the straight-edgeness of it, but now that we're talking about it, man, I, I really miss that motherfucker. Yeah. It's a good time. We're all kids, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we're all fucking kids. Perspective is everything. Time heals all wounds and perspective really rounds out your worldview, you know? So. Yeah. We even talked about this back on Heb's episode, you know, there was, there was was kind of some movements at the time of like a lot of elitist, militant, straight edge movements that were going on. And it was easy to get caught up in, you know, because you had a sense of belonging. But, you know, you can liken it into any other discussion that we've had, like in the past, you know, whether it's religious fanaticism or anything like you can take anything too far. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. And I think where mine came from and where our arguments came from was I ran with the group who was completely opposite. Right. Me right. too. So it was Breedlove. Yeah. Breedlove actually started my whole venture into anything of that that kind and it's only because i picked up a mic one time and tried to play with those guys and they liked what they heard and i loved the controversy behind them and we were as a group because of things that had happened we were always against straight edge kids so yeah it was very clicky back then uh you say that but it was always weird because it was like free love to this day though baby <laughs> yeah but it was always weird with them because it was like they were who they were but they always had like a following of like hardcore dancers that were straight edge right, that followed right. yeah. around everywhere. Well, it was like, but it's because like, I think they got the gimmick. I think they got yeah. the whole gimmick of it. But this dude's partied. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Andy Bunch so. ran deep with him. Yeah. Remember him back in the day? So it was kind of, for me, it was kind of like, still, I what? still follow him on Instagram. I always got along with Oh, the Breedlove guys? Well, yeah, the, about? Andy. Oh, Andy, yeah. 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 Andy used to be at all kinds of hardcore shows all the time. He was always beating the shit out of people. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. I've motherfuckers. Him and... Uh, the big old boy, Ginger. I can't believe I can't think about it. A fumble. Fumble. Forgot about him. Fumble. Oh, yeah, I love big that old motherfucker. Bastard. Yeah, but he was fumble a teddy bear if you is, know him. He is the greatest human being on the planet. The nicest, sweetest, calmest... But as soon as you put him in that pit, he's going to be a monster. Fuck yeah. out of you. I oh saw him God. fucking floor some motherfuckers back in the day. I don't know if I've told this this story. I know Barrett's heard it a lot. I think Josh may have heard it. Little Brandon, right? Just turned maybe 18, 19. Uh, Andy Bunch is hosting this. I'm living with Andy Bunch up in High Ridge. So he is all about parties. Andy Bunch is all about parties. He loves having a spectacle, loves having breed love play downstairs. Granted, this house should not be livable. <laughs> it's it's like got carpet from maybe the 20s. Uh, and most of the walls downstairs have been beaten down by all these bands playing down there. Right. So I do my normal freaking thing as Brandon Stewart being like, oh, hormones. Yeah. And I'm like, like trying to hit on women and I'm like, eh, whatever. Uh, and I, 
I'm making out with a girl in the, the back, in Andy Bunch's room, because that was the most quiet room. Nobody ever went in there. I had a key. And I start hearing these chants outside, but I don't know what's going on, right? So it goes on, goes on, goes on. And I hear this big commotion in the house. There's like tables being thrown. Uh, there's people are losing their minds. I go out to see Andy Bunch with two dislocated arms and a cut across his head about three or four inches, which a girl proceeds to repair Andy with super glue on the Jesus. cut on his head. He should have gotten stitches, right? Yeah. So there's people trying to relocate Andy Bunch's arms. I find out my best friend Travis got hit in the head with a log, this fiery log that, uh, that had been that out in the bonfire. Familiar. Yeah. So the reason why I bring this up is because Brad Sexton was a part of this. So I was in dress for a funeral for a while and then got those guys really close knit. The yeah. one who took the hardest with them was Brad. Brad would fucking live or die for those motherfuckers. Like, or ride or die. Is it ride or die? Yeah, yeah. ride or die. Yeah. He... He is all about that shit, man. So what had happened was they knew we were hosting this party because Andy was hitting up flyers for a breed love show in the basement. He was trying to make it a venue, trying to make money. Andy Bunch, sure. you know you're trying to make money. <laughs> uh, there's This is all going on. We've had cops there in the past, blah, 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 blah. Bunch of straight edge kids come to the house at the same time, acting like they're partying. They shatter glass put it in the toilet, flush it down. They're like fucking up things. One person in particular hits the night, one of the nicer people on the planet, which is Travis in the head with the flaming log. Yeah. Puts him down. He's knocked, knocked down. I He's bleeding. Yeah. And we're talking Travis, the lead singer, right? Yeah. Okay. There's a bunch of straight edge kids uh, jump into their car and start backing up. Now, for those of you who, have, who do not have video right now are only going to listen to this. Brad Sexton. <laughs> grabs a crowbar, jumps on top of the vehicle, <laughs> and starts bashing out windows. Damn. One by but... one. Hell yeah. Until they back up, wreck more of their car, and speed out of the fucking driveway. Put them on wow. top of it, beating the fuck out of Brad it. Brad Sexton <laughs> had zero, zero injuries. Not a fucking scratch wow. on him. Goddamn Damn. Superman jumps on the top of this car and starts walloping <laughs> on this shit. I'm like, and and this could be just me fantasizing what he's actually doing, but this is what I remember. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I went to the hospital that night with Travis. I come back. Andy Bunch has both of his arms relocated, his head glued. Jesus. And he's like, we're going to hang out tonight? And I'm like, dude, it's fucking eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> the night's over, bro. Yeah, he was like, no, we after we brought Travis to the hospital, we go back and it's eight in the morning. Oh my and God. Andy's like, you guys want to drink again tonight? I'm like, what the fuck? You're <laughs> like, no, not really, but <laughs> <laughs> now if that's what's gonna happen, you know, we could have got into this with Brad's show too. But isn't Brad the one who saved Kyle from getting caught on fire? Or whatever happened to Kyle? Yeah, he was. Yeah, so our our buddy Kyle, who ended up replacing Brad in dress for funeral on the on the drums, we talked about him last week briefly. Brad's a goddamn American hero. Yeah, Brad's a fucking savior, man. He's also <laughs> really well known for his area for being the greatest fighter ever. So, yeah, I mean I, that motherfucker could put people down anytime that somebody stepped up and wanted Which is to beat funny like my ass or somebody know, else. Nice and and so, so, yep, soft spoken yeah. and like chill. And... You never suspect that's a scary it. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that's it's hilarious. always the quiet ones. You got to be watch out for. Yeah. 
but he's he's a generous super amazing dude oh yeah oh yeah never yeah. has anything bad to say until you fuck with his friends yeah. and that motherfucker will put you in your place ride or die like you said you know what i mean Damn. yeah he's yeah. scary man scary Great dude yeah so we were happy to highlight him i actually got a lot of good feedback on his episode last week i've had several people reach out to me and dm me uh, we had a quite a few plays on that episode right out the gate yeah right out the gate we had some of our most immediate plays within 24 to 48 hours Brandon, you got some time you want to talk about some uh, current news headlines with us sir yeah, for sure. Let's get into it. Yeah. This is Barrett from the ATI Podcast. Each week, Josh and I discuss current events, pop culture, music, TV, movies, politics, sports. Nothing is out of bounds. You can also tune in to learn about rising artists, small businesses, whether it's music, graphic design, filmmaking, or even a brick and mortar mom and pop shop. We'll be spotlighting folks in their endeavors. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Anchor, or anywhere you enjoy your podcasts. Just search ATI Podcast. We would like to thank you for your continued support. And as always, please stay safe out there. So, of course, the big thing that's going on in the news right now, of course, is the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago. And, uh, of course, we've seen a lot of, quite frankly, hilarious things develop out of that, such as the flyover with the ha-ha-ha sign on the plane. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that was awesome, dude. That's pretty great. You know, it was so funny because, like, that clip from Fox went out, and it was like, the liberal left is laughing at you. Look what they're doing to you. America, wake up. Look what the Democrats are doing. They're making a mockery out of you. And literally, like, as that post was going around on social media, the progressiveness shared that ha-ha-ha-ha banner, and right. now it's blown up. Are, are you Alex Jones right now? I loved your voice. Oh, fuck yeah. no. Oh, that yeah, was yeah. kind of... That's yeah, current news, kind of too. We can talk about too. Yeah, you were dialing into that ambic pentameter of Alex Jones for sure. Well, I figured, you know, that's how most conservative assholes sound. So I was just trying to fit the bill. We could, you know, to get more into the Trump stuff, of course, there was already allegations, concerns of Trump having left office with some confidential documents. I think it was relatively well known. Was it 10? January. No, 15 is what they had. Yeah. Holy shit. And apparently they pulled some documents back in June as well that weren't heavily publicized that I was just reading about today as well. So, and then while this is going on also, Trump was indicted in New York over tax issues and he actually had to just go in for a deposition. I believe it was yesterday or the day before. Yeah, and uh, like he pleaded the fifth to every question that was asked of him, with the exception of no. one. Now wait no. a minute. This no. is the same no. guy no, who campaigned against pleading the fifth, right? In particular, yeah. right? Only the mob pleads the fifth. Your constitutional right, mind you. He was he was campaigning against, mind you. <laughs> yeah. So if we didn't already it shouldn't know, shouldn't be a constitutional right, man. It, it shouldn't, man. You shouldn't be able to. If it walks like a bag of shit and talks like a bag of shit, it's, it's a bag of shit, a bag folks. Of shit, yeah. No, it's it's not a bag of shit. It's a bag of Trump. Well, that's, what's the difference? Yeah. 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 True. Fair true. point, huh? We had old our our buddy Merrick Garland today. Ag baby. Our ag, who yeah. should have been. Obama's last appointee, but it wasn't. You know he got goes. blocked by Mitch Turtle McConnell. He's coming back with a goddamn vengeance. <laughs> well, that's what how they're trying to paint him for sure. But you know, uh, the law is the law. I'm cool with it. 
Well, and you know, that's kind of bullshit with Garland, though, because so look at his track record. Garland is pretty straight straightforward. And he's a straight by the book. Right. Uh, there's some shit I don't agree with. There's some shit I agree with. You know what I mean? It's like that for a lot of politicians for me. But he's he's a, yeah. I mean, he's straight by the book. I, and I'm not going to be a, what was the, who was the FBI, head of the FBI that everybody was like, yeah, Over. we really support you. No, no, no. Oh, uh, uh, this newest one. Comey. Oh, yeah. Comey. The last Comey. Yeah. And then after, after that was another, yeah, that everybody was like, man, he's going to lead us to salvation after this it's like these people aren't for you yeah no they're uh, i mean uh, that, that you're you just made one of the most important parts or points with american politics is like it is so obvious and for for any normal sane person to like pull the sheets over their eyes and not realize that you're just being told what you wanted to hear you know what i mean like it like let's well, talk yeah. about this whole and both sides do it you know like the this whole defund the police thing you know i i posted about that on facebook you know marjorie whatever the fuck her name is marjorie taylor green you know was one of the first ones whenever the defund the police discussion started was like we should never defund the police they're you know they're our allies or our family blah, 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 blah. and then as soon as the shit goes down with the fbi it's oh it's time to defund, defund the, the fbi yeah. and you know didn't her husband get in trouble for exposing himself right before they oh, got yeah. married and then they got married right after that i mean look That's at lauren bobart she's like she was apparently a sex worker yeah she was an escort yeah. You know, and she's like claims to be one hey, of these. Hey. And I'm all for sex workers. Oh, I have nothing Do to do. No, but that's hey, not my point. My tune point back is in for the <clears throat> political agenda of the ATI podcast. We'll talk about sex. Workers. The point is the hypocrisy. That's the point with that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, most definitely. It's just, yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, no, it's gross. Uh, I'll say that none of these people are for you. Yeah, they don't give a shit they're about all you. Getting, they're all going for, I, I would say. I would hope that certain people are. Uh, I was going to bring up, and I didn't really bring this up to you guys beforehand, but I've been seeing a lot of stuff about Beto lately. Yeah, yeah. And I, I supported the fuck out of that guy. Uh, when he ran against Ted Cruz? Anybody yeah. but Cruz, but well, yeah, well, obviously. And, <laughs> and whenever he ran for president, and he said right. some stupid stuff like, take all of your guns away, which perpetuated that whole fucking thing right. that was going to be like, the Democrats are trying to take your guns. Right. They've been saying that like, though. It's... It's not just him. But Beto made a misstep and said something like, take them all away. And or we're coming for your guns or something like that. The guy is reaching out to people, Trump supporters included. And I'm sure the, you know, the Trump cons will be out there saying, oh, well, there are actors, man. That's right. the reason why they're or paid actors they're there. there. Man, he's, he's really trying to not do that stupid. Do you remember that stupid skateboarding video? Right. Where Beto's like, I'm like you. <laughs> yeah. I'm the hip He's guy. To level it's like with, I don't like, shut up. You're an old guy. Yeah. yeah. What's up, youths? Yeah. Like that. Yeah. yeah. I'm hip and cool and young. Which I'm sure. Which I'm sure he skateboarded back in the day. But dude, you're a politician now. Shut well, he was up. tight with all the guys in Mars Volta and at the driving and shit. Really? Yeah. Beto was. Yep. Yeah. That, that they all know him. He, he would play music with them and shit that. back That's in the day. That's badass. By the way, they their new shit up, is so actually. good. Anyway. Yeah. But Beto, uh, speaking of, you know, him trying to go into the den and win over Trump supporters. Uh, so here in the last 24 hours, I guess it was a political rally he had yesterday. Yeah, it was. So he good. got uh, there was a heckler there that was an Abbott supporter. Yep. And Beto called him out, called him a motherfucker. He yeah. said, it's not funny, motherfucker, because he was laughing at him whenever he was talking about. Yeah, you know, he was the, like, uh, he's like, you may find it, motherfucker, but I don't. That's what he might said. find a funny motherfucker. Yeah, but we don't. Yeah, we. Yeah. Killing kids isn't fucking funny. 
Yeah, and that's what he's fucking laughing. This Abbott supporter. I mean, that tells you. Right. Abbott, Trump, let's throw DeSantis, DeSantis in there. Yep. All these motherfuckers, man. The MGTs, the Bobarts of the world. I mean, and the surrogates of Trump. I mean, come on, man. Seriously. What, what is it, dude? It's fascism, bud. The Dems have been fucking up, too. Well, no question. What they did recently as a replay from 2016 is they've been throwing money into all these crazy people to make people go, oh, no, we don't want that crazy. But those people want that crazy. Yeah. Right. The Democrats have done little to do anything for their constituents, frankly. Right. I was reading this investigative piece on this whole phenomenon that's going on, and it's running rampant right now with these midterms. This actually started, guess who's to blame? Claire McCaskill, Missouri. Oh, well, that's She no doubt. funded fucking Todd Akin's campaign back when there was multiple conservative people because he was the most extreme. She started this template that is being rolled out now, and she is still one Jeez. of the most major players in the Democratic Party as far as the committee is concerned, the national platform, the chair. She's still pulling yeah. strings behind the scenes yeah, and working and, deeply with them. And she has a stranglehold and, on this state. What are we going to do to unseat her? You know what I mean? Well, like, she's not. Well, not anymore, but I'm saying right. like I'm saying specific politicians, right. not just her, but in general, I guess. Well, she's I got say. a lot of money. Just the idea. Her, right. husband, while she, her husband, while she was in politics, which is one of the major slams against her that has ultimately got her out of office, benefited. Millions of dollars from lobbyists was received to her husband specifically. I think she, yeah. it was no, no less than $1.7 million, but I think it was as many as three something yeah. that her husband had received while she was in office on one year alone. Right. He received money. So, so, yeah, he can receive the money. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, it's right. fucking horseshit, dude. From my memory, she was a bright, shining star in the Democratic Party. To start, whenever yes. we were growing up. Yes. Yeah. Whenever we I were campaigned up. for her, dude. I played her her Democratic convention in Iron County. I played that. Yeah. I played as the backing band at it and was a huge supporter of her. And, you know, the where she went over the do. years. Because they, they well, get, it's money. get corrupted. It's money, attention. The thing that I, I keep on preaching, especially at work, which I'm, an, I'm not unfortunate. I'm fortunate that I have a career field that actually is not so standard military where they're very conservative. They actually talk through, talk through the law and actually talk about more progressive things. And it's, I don't know where I was going with this. It's just, it's nice to talk to people that actually want to further that attempt. But I remember now the problem is there's all these old fucks in politics that will not relinquish control. That's, there you go. Right. And and there's a lot of uplifting. All right, man. I'm not a TikTok person whatsoever. But my wife turned me on to it. And then I see these beautiful videos of, we just saw this one the other day, where it's an old lady in Springfield, Missouri. And she comes knocking on this. And you think she's going to be a Karen about it. Knocking on this person's door. And she's talking about, how she was a hippie back in the day and she's too big of a chicken now and how proud of her that she or, or the family that she is that they put a LGBTQ flag out in the front yard and were waving it. She was like talking about how you couldn't do things like that back in the day because you would get it burned. Right, and, right. Risk your own life doing something like risk that. Risk your own life. And she was so proud of her. She didn't know her at all. And she was like, I, you know, I felt so bad 
about myself because I'm such a chick and I have my ideas, I talk about it, but I never put it into action. And the courage that you had to be able to put that out there. Yeah, I struggle with that. And then the next day, at least in the TikTok, that lady's got a fucking LGBTQ sign out in her fucking yard. Hell yeah. That to me, that to me is America. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've even talked about it on this show before. Even, you know, we're not spring chickens per se in many respects, but we're not necessarily old heads as well. We're kind of in that weird limbo in between. But even in our lifetime... I mean, we had a guest on the show. We had an African-American on the show, Brian Jones. We talked about some of the tribulations that he went through here in a small southeast Missouri town. You know, he was getting nooses on his doorstep. You know, we're not far removed from this type of racism and some of the other things, bigotry that's taken place in, in you know, with allusions to this sort of thing, you know, talking about LGBTQT plus rights and what have you. But, you know, we're not like really that far removed from it. And that's going to pivot into our next discussion topic is all this CPAC shit that's went on here last week. Oh, God. Yeah. You know, they had the Hungarian prime minister there talking about how a married family and protecting the rights of American family essentially is a man and woman, not a man and man, not a woman and woman, not binary and whatever. But I mean, it's and clear. And he got a standing ovation from CPAC. It, it's clear that that's what's next. A guest speaker. A guest speaker from another country that is a totalitarian. Right. And and was friends with uh, people like, and I wrote, I had to write this down because I couldn't remember his name. Matteo. No, I do remember his name. Matteo Salvini, who, while I was over in Italy, he said that he sought to cleanse the country, sought to cleanse the country. And everybody knew what he was fucking talking about. Right. Every single person, because he was talking about all the people coming from Africa to seek refuge. And yet there's all this hatred. I mean, I saw racism while I was there, too. DJs. That would, me and my uh, friend, Andrea, that I used to live next to, we went to go have a, a beer at the cafe. Mm. This DJ dude that it was friends with him came up and he's talk. He immediately starts going into how Muslims are always the ones who start fights in clubs and down with them and all this other shit. And I'm asking him questions. I'm like, so you must be a Trump supporter. <laughs> Right. He's like, well, I like what Trump's doing. Yeah, if they tell you that they're not very political. Yeah, that's always that's a, a trap. Yeah, that's always a backdoor <laughs> into something else. You know, so that's yeah. that's another kind of thin veil of bullshit secrecy that people try to walk in a backdoor with too. Is they'll say, well, I'm not political. That's why I voted for Trump because he's not a politician. Well, clearly he is. He is in fact a politician now. He has played the game. He has been a member of politics he's He's been an acting political figure there's no question that you call him what you want the one percenters (laughs) the the white nationalist the QAnon queen whatever the fuck you want to call him that's what he is nazis whatever nazi you know you you paint him with all that same brush but you know at cpac for them to have somebody like the hungarian prime minister there too we talked about this before you know i kind of american it is so (laughs) un-american this is the party that's always talking about get out of other people's but trump was talking about american values it was one of the few things as far as how he intended to execute it i don't agree with because he went about it very xenophobic and racist but i am very pro let's think about america first because we do have a lot of problems at home a lot of money needs to go into the united states and not fucking israel which is a fake ass country that we created to begin with and took away land from palestine and because we think that the bible tells us that it's a country that's not it's a people 
neither here nor there. That's an entire yeah. fucking yeah. another yeah. discussion, if you will. But, but you're making valid points. To tell you the truth, you know, like I am about let's take care of our people here at home. And the conservatives talk a good game, but in an execution, that doesn't really happen. But you can say the same thing about the Democrats, you know. Yeah. Where's all the student loan forgiveness, forgiveness that was supposed to be coming in? Right. Like anybody that worked in the medical field through the pandemic at all should not have student loans. Period. Right. Agreed. At all. At, at least them. Right. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, just nothing. And you nothing. speak very personally to that. Your wife. Right. She's know. a nurse. She worked through the entire pandemic. She contracted COVID twice from patients, you know, brought it home, you know. Gave it, it to the rest of the family. And what did they do? You know, they gave us a couple checks that like helped us pay bills for one month. And they did a few different That caused crazy yeah. amounts of inflation. You know what I mean? Like. Right. I'm just, I'm still salty yeah. about that whole situation. <laughs> Back on Israel. Especially people that we support, what are they? What are they doing for us? They're committing more crimes as it is right now. Yeah, well, yeah, they're yeah, absolutely. Not only within their own borders, but outside of their borders too. Historic war crimes that their main leader Netanyahu had caused so much, so much corruption. It's fucking stupid. And then you go lead to the Saudis, but we can get you off. You were mandated to serve in the military in Israel as well. Yeah. you don't have a choice of not. Yeah, you're built to hate. Much like how Christians are indoctrinated as children to be fearful that they're going to burn in a fucking hell for the rest of their life. Right. And meanwhile, we got people asking to further that and teach that in school. Yeah, I have a big problem with that. And when it gets to that point. It says it in the First Amendment. Right. Right. Don't bring that shit in. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's disgusting. I guess maybe I didn't complete this point earlier, but, you know, the conservative party has been, especially under Trump, all this talk about essentially isolationism is the short of it. And that we're not going to be involved in other countries' affairs. We're not going to get any new wars. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. But then they enlist the talents, if you want to call it that, of a totalitarian, essentially self-identified Nazi because his highest officer in his political cabinet resigned and called him a Nazi, the prime minister of Hungary in particular. Yeah. He's even getting pushback on it from his own people. Right. And he's talking about ethnically cleansing his country in particular and getting rid of minorities and things of that ilk. So. These are the type of people that conservatives are inviting at a national platform to, to speak talk. on the behalf of conservatives of this country. That's just, it's, it's so unfathomable. Biz- it's just like bizarro <laughs> world shit. And gets that standing ovation. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's mind blowing. I, I will say the idea of that man reproducing and he thinks his seed is going to create this beautiful people. Elite race. He looks like. He looks like Ted Cruz's fucking nephew. Looks like a fucking troll. He looks like he's going to fucking... From a goddamn Jim Henson movie or something. Few, yeah. Now, not to shift stories, but I just got this... goes back to our lead on the Donald Trump talk. Yeah, I just got this alert. Actually, I just lost it. Well, the Washington Post is reporting that as a part of the documents that they pulled out of Trump's house was nuclear classified information. Nuclear weapons <laughs> and locations of nuclear facilities. And you guys have heard those whispers. I'm sure it's well, it's it's speculation, but about espionage, about him sending information to other countries, right? By holding those documents. I mean, man, it, there's a million different things. But if nothing comes from this FBI raid, it emboldens them so much. Right. It, it's it's really important for them to do actually do something with this. I agree. Because if this falls if, through. If they don't find anything. Oh, my God. But it, yeah, it says uh, 55 minutes ago, breaking news. FBI searched Trump's home to look for nuclear documents and other items. Sources are telling us. This is from the Washington Post. Yeah, this is Washington Post. Yeah. 
not CNN yet. The other thing that's happened in the root of all this, there's starting to be an op- uprising, and we're also seeing acts of poor ilk taking place from Trump supporters. We had an incident specifically in Cincinnati where an FBI office building was attacked by a guy with a nail gun and an AR-15 who then was chased out of the facility and the police actually had them contained and now he is dead. Um, and so the authorities have now said fire. that, yeah, after standoff, he, he is dead, in fact. I wonder if it was but self-inflicted. He went into, um, it doesn't specify yet, so let's pull up this article here. A law enforcement standoff with a man who attempted to breach the FBI's field office in Cincinnati on Thursday has ended with the suspect dead, according to the Ohio State Highway Patrol. Lieutenant uh, Nathan Dennis said that after negotiations failed, law enforcement officers tried to take the suspect into custody, but the suspect raised his gun at authorities and was fatally, fatally shot. shot. So they okay. probably shot by yeah. the highway patrol or whomever was on the scene. The man was identified as Ricky Schiffer, according hmm. to three federal law enforcement sources. The FBI is investigating Schiffer's social media and whether he had ties to right-wing extremism, one of the sources said. <laughs> I don't, it doesn't I mean, even need to be questioned. Where would, it, where would it come from? Right. Yeah. I mean, A separate federal law enforcement source tells CNN that the authorities are looking into whether or not the suspect had ties with any group that participated in January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol or if he per- participated himself. A Truth Social account bearing Schiffer's name has been referenced his attempts to storm an FBI office and also encouraged others online to prepare for a revolutionary type war. CNN has learned. Well, I thought it, I had a way through bulletproof glass and I didn't. The user posted on Donald Trump's social media site and 9:29 AM authorities say the attacks took place at 9:15. If you don't hear from me, it is true. I tried attacking the FBI and it'll mean whether I was taken off the internet the FBI got me, or they sent me to regular cops while. Uh, the English is a little broken, so yeah. <laughs> in his posting, shocker. So it's difficult to read his actual quote even. <laughs> yeah. doesn't read coherently. No. It's, it's unclear whether the user was attempting to write more as the post stops after the words while. Authorities said that the suspect fled in his car after attempting to get the F- in the FBI office. Authorities have not yet confirmed the account belongs to the suspect. However, a law enforcement source told CNN a photo on the account matched his government ID. It matches his government ID. It's his name. It's him. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the FBI like... declined to comment on the account posting, citing it was an ongoing investigation. So that's pretty much the end of that. Obviously, it happened earlier this morning, nine something. I don't know if Cincinnati's on East Coast time, but I do remember hearing it at about 10 o'clock our time and so it was a developing story throughout the day so and what's your now, what's your brain what's your brain like where, where where do you have to be at to be like yep this is it today's the day i'm gonna walk into the fbi you know what i mean like these people are fucking crazy dude well think about it josh it's the same type of mindset that you have to have to kill a bunch of people while they're watching a concert or sit in a That's truck what I'm saying. instead that you have a bomb you think you're a martyr fucking well these people think man. that Again, and again, it was the very first episode, guys, all the way back to episode one of the ATI podcast. This goes into this romanticism that is tied to Trump for whatever reason. These romanticisms with end time prophecy, these romanticisms that he's almost like a second coming of Christ. It all goes back into this QAnon shit that people, whether they outright know that they're following QAnon beliefs or not, are being spoon fed them. Right. You so know, a lot of it all is, goes back into yeah, that. A lot of it is propaganda and manipulation. You're absolutely right. So another kind of exciting thing, which is a good thing, of course, we're kind of starting to get behind this COVID shit, is CDC also loosened up 
a lot of guidelines. So quarantine specifically was a part of kind of the COVID-19 measures that they're not calling for the five-day quarantine any longer. So that's kind of another new major news thing. So we're starting to get behind all this shit. But I think there's a bit of a fear setting into folks, or at least there's an attempt by the media about monkeypox. Yeah. Now, I don't know of anybody that's gotten monkeypox. Then the CDC, but I allegedly they made it had a, a problem. Well, uh, California, New York too, I think, and New York. Yeah, but I think it was city specific. So I think it was Los Angeles and New York, New York, which is two of the biggest uh, airports. But uh, just out of curiosity, I'm going to do a quick search and see what the actual confirmed cases of monkeypox in U.S. is. This will be kind of telling. So CDC res- recommendations. Let's see what they got. In case count. Yeah, there you go. 10,768 confirmed. It looks like, oh, we even got state by state. So it looks like there's actually been 19 in Missouri. That's crazy. Which I didn't even know that there was one. I felt like it would have been reported. Are they mostly on the East Coast? They are mostly on the East. Well, it's easy to say East Coast because there's more states, but uh, you know, so you're more densely populated states. So New York, 2,187. Let me see who's got any, the next closest. Next closest looks like California, 1,000. 892 as we're speaking hey, now. Texas is up there. Texas is in third, it looks like, 815. Uh, no, Florida, 1,053. So it's actually third. a lot more rampant than And I actually, thought, than... Georgia has more than Texas. Georgia is eight, 824. Illinois actually has is in the top five. They've got 734 as we're talking. Hey, you guys think that's a deep state trying to bring those monkey, monkey things to our... You know, like, or is it in bananas? Well, we got, we got to be careful with the false information. They're going to flag us on our on no, our channels, man. man. I think, I think, I mean, if I Allegedly. take any notes from my good friend, Alex Jones. You read it on Infowars.com. <laughs> Let's clarify Watch where you got that. Watch out for them frogs, y'all. Watch out for them frogs. They did list Puerto Rico also, interesting enough, 43 cases there. Missouri's 19, so there's more in Puerto Rico. Missouri's kind of in the lower... Third, I would say at the moment, but we're also not that well populated, or at least densely populated. So there, Wyoming is the only state, though, worth noting that has zero reported cases at the moment. Hey, way to go, so Wyoming! There every you go. state has cases. Some of them are in the single digits. Um, so we're talking Idaho, but again, let's talk populations in these states: Idaho nine, Montana two, North Dakota two, South Dakota two, yeah. Kansas three, West Virginia four. Delaware eight. I hear that meth kills Alaska too. Things. So I mean, <laughs> well, if you smoke meth, Hawaii. There's a they got a meth uprising in Hawaii, so there's only twelve there. So there might be some truth to that. Meth in Missouri. Yeah. Mississippi's only got eleven. Alabama's got twenty-seven though. So, but I guarantee you, the concentration of those cases in Alabama are in the southern district of that state, as it borders, uh, or the eastern, as it borders Georgia and Florida. Back to back to that racist, that totalitarian. I was going to bring this up to you guys. Do you? We're in a huge, a huge uptick in totalitarian, totalitarian, and, uh, and uh, <laughs> nationalism across the world. Right. You had it Brazil. I, I think that guy's still in power. You had it in Italy. You have it in all Venezuela. these European countries. Venezuela. I don't know where it started, where it was such a big thing, but I will say that I feel like Trump has made it 
a popular thing, like pop culture. Well, I'll just tell you right now, he, he made it sexy again. Right. Not yeah, because he's I mean, sexy, they're just the terminology. It worked. You know? That's why. It worked again. The orange ape man got out there and he was a character. And, right. And, and it worked for him. As brazen and as stupid as he was, you know. So where do we stop that in the world, you know? Because... Again, it's obvious. We've talked about Trump, the Russia ties that are at least apparent, the romanticism that Trump had with Putin. And he wanted to have control over the Americans as as Putin had control over his people. He fawned over it. He romanticized it. Uh, Putin saw Trump as the useful idiot, so Trump was an agent of Putin in that regard. At the a very poot. minimum. A he was an agent of Putin. A poot. Of Das Putin. Das Putin. Yeah. Yes, Das Putin. The one thing I will say is that it seems like it's a continual thing and i i haven't seen too many countries out there that have been successful in i maybe new zealand canada that repressed that shit uh and canada could be heading towards a more right-wing ideal that they had before uh, their current leader now. I right. think it's just now starting to get Trudeau that is way. getting some kickback from more conservative yeah. movements in Canada. Well, and he's had a lot of pushback on the natives up there too, and how they were mistreated. I, I just wonder where somebody takes a stand. The only person that's taking a stand right now, as far as I can under, understand it, is New Zealand, and she's doing a fucking bang up job. Mm-hmm. And we're they're one of the smallest fucking countries out there. They just now hit five million nationwide. Just now, that's crazy. Just, I, I believe, I believe it's 5 million. Are you talking total population or five? Yeah, total population. Yeah. I know that New Zealand has some, well, there's a couple different things going on in New Zealand, of course. New Zealand was occupied yeah, five Britain million. by way of Australia. New Zealand essentially became an area of segregation of Kiwi people in particular. So there's a lot of repressing and just horrific things you know much like the native americans in the united states so you can draw that correlation right there but pacific islander types peoples new zealand's you know people of samoan descent uh, kiwi people in particular the more native to that region but a lot of people have been essentially shoved up into that proximity and and there's a lot of white people in charge too so you've seen a lot of these acts in their uh political you know, maneuverings and, and displays, but you've seen people come in in custom wardrobes of the Kiwi people or tattoos or garments and things that have been kind of going viral here lately. Haka, or, the Haka has been coming viral. It's in everything yeah. that they do, which I love it. I yeah. think it's great. So oh, they've been doing it with sports teams and everything else, but yeah. um, they've also, you know, spoke out against the queen and the crown and the imperialism that takes place there. So, you know, that's, again, that's another thing that we've talked about and against. I just saw uh, the other day about the... The woman that uh, was about to be appointed, and she's calling out people for uh, colonialism, right? And like saying that she has to say the oath, and she's like, "Fuck that! I'm gonna tell you all what you are." Yeah, right. So supposedly, too, back to this Trump in search warrant of Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> Apparently, there's as many as no little, no less than six informants to the FBI out of Trump's camp. As many as eight from Pennsylvania. Oh, dude. Yeah, the, a bunch of a bunch of people from politicians from Pennsylvania got subpoenas uh, recently after that raid. Exciting shit's going down. 
Yeah, so more more is to come with that for sure. And I guess maybe we should get into like some of the positioning and the reason for Garland's hearing that he had today or his, his news conference, his press conference that he had. And essentially, I guess the motive of that was to... Everything that they did was essentially in secrecy. It got publicized because Trump talked about it openly. Right. He said um, the FBI is raiding Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, the FBI is <laughs> raiding Mar-a-Lago. And of course, there was an intent there to get some support from people, but he wasn't there. His legal counsel was, but they notified him well in advance. It wasn't like you see in the movies and the FBI is busting down doors and that sort of stuff. They had warrants. Yeah. It was processed through a judge. They had to go through hoops and bounds before they even got it there in that district. That judge, actually, we didn't mention this, too. That federal judge has been getting death threats and things since at his own personal property. So this, again, is talking about the extremism and the backlash that's taking place right now. Just, like, all this ridiculous shit's going on. So, essentially, this was just a big fucking dick swinging move by Garland today whenever he came out and essentially said, you know, this is what we're doing. We don't, we're not above the law. We just execute the law. Mr. Trump's the one who made this. And a big deal. Yeah. If he wants to continue to essentially operate in the public with the proceedings we'll here. We'll unseal everything. We'll unseal everything. And I think and a we'll lot file of, a motion to unseal A lot of, of his motivation, too, you kind of made a nod to this in your point. But I think he also was like trying, you know, cover his people, his people's backs. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the FBI in particular, like after this attack today and all the negative, you know, attitude from the conservative side of the aisle towards the FBI after this right. has been, you know, ridiculous. And the FBI is one of the most important institutions in the Department of Justice. You know what Without I mean? Without question. So if we don't, if we're like trying to sway integrity in the FBI, yeah. you know, that's not a good thing. Definitely with his go home line in the conference today, he was saying that, you know, the last thing I want to address is, you know, I'm not going to stand for right. good people, hardworking public servants to be ridiculed, to be attacked so on and so forth. So him talking about members of the it's FBI the in particular. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that was a shot across the bow, not only to the extremists that we've been talking about, and that's kind of the more obvious persons that those comments were to land with. But I think he was actually going after a lot of the media outlets, too. Yeah, yeah, and like escalating you know, the things. And-, and, and we can easily sit here and, and bash Fox News all day long. But in there, again, I sometimes I consider them low-hanging fruit. But, you know, again, to, to further this point here with all of this going on, you know, Tucker Carlson just had the prime minister of Hungary a few months ago on his show, did a 30 minute sit down interview with him, spotlighted him for 30 fucking minutes. This is a mate, the, the most watched in prime time news network in this country. That should terrify everybody. Absolutely. That should terrify you that that's the type of platform and Tucker Carlson's right there in the prime time. So that's their millions man. of people saw this. Yeah. Not only that, uh, I don't know if you guys show, uh, know about the show, The Five. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But I've I've watched it very vividly uh, over the past, I don't know, eight years, and I can tell you, like, it's always bias. It's always, you know, and sure. they have that one, that one Democrat that gets all beat up by, yeah. like, oh yeah, and they're like, whatever, whatever, yeah. <laughs> I, I saw a video today of the yesterday's The Five, and uh, there was a girl on there, or a woman on there, and she was talking about, we all want to know what happened. 
And the whole time they're going, but we all know what happened. Biden's after this. He's trying to go for it's it. It's a witch hunt. Hunter it's Biden separate... smoked crack. That comes up all the fucking Who is Hunter time. Biden? Like, is that oh Joe Biden? God. Like, Joe Biden yeah. and Hunter Biden I'm are two different so, people. <laughs> so tired and of I can, that. I think I can speak for this entire group whenever I say, Nobody gives a fuck about Joe Biden. No. And we certainly don't care about Hunter Biden. No, I don't give a flying fuck about Hunter Biden. He's not in public office. And we certainly don't care about Hunter. So I'm like, why do you think that we're dying on this man's words? What you guys are afraid of is the fact that you have a lord and savior known as that bloviating fucking cunt that sits on your shelf that ha- you have to like come over as like a little toupee on your statuette above your fucking bust. Micro penis. Fuck. But we don't care about any particular politician in my head. I care about doing the fucking right thing. Yep. The fact that we have to revote for marriage equality for gay people is insane. And three fourths of Republicans voted against it. Having gay people in their party. Well, one of the Republicans that voted against it that weekend went to his gay son's wedding. Yeah, like, it's unreal. Hey, this is Josh from ACI Podcast. For show updates and news about the podcast, follow us on social media. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast 22 on Twitter at podcast underscore ATI, on Instagram at the ATI Podcast, on TikTok at ATI Podcast. DMs are always welcome. Have a question for the show? You can always email us at ATI Podcast Questions at gmail.com. Stay safe out there. Let's talk about something nice. Yeah, let's talk about something nice. Let's let's talk about what we've been watching lately. How about that? We'll end this oh, on a good God, note. I would love that. I know, Brandon, you've watched a lot of stuff that I haven't. I've probably watched some stuff that you haven't. I know Josh has watched stuff that we both haven't watched that, you know, we got a friend chat that we always like t- recommending stuff to each other. We all got limited time. I know one thing that two thirds of us have watched is Nope, which I don't want to give any spoilers, but the it's amazing. And yeah, I it's very it good. Brandon. Yeah, you need to go check that out. Of the best, if not the best movie this year, a really unique take yeah. on sci-fi and aliens and that sort of thing. So, and that's not really giving anything away. If you watch the trailers, you know all that. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Peele, one of the best directors doing it right now. He's kind of in that trifecta of great directors, also including Robert Eggers and Ari Aster. They are appointment cinema. Every time they put out a movie, I will be at theaters to see it. Yep. They have not made yep. a movie that's any less, any of the three of them, a 9 out of 10 in my book. Northman. For them oh. to do anything wrong. Northman's another great movie that's come oh, out dude, this I year. Oh, dude, I still haven't seen sure. that. I want to see Prey, too. I haven't watched Prey yet. Yeah, I got to watch Prey. Oh! That was uh, Hulu's biggest debut, debut it was, so far. I think, it, movie, I think it's yeah. starting to get in the territory of biggest debut on all of streaming services as well. I'm now. excited to see that shit. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome because you think about a movie, I mean, you can change the settings on it, but you can actually watch it in Comanche with American subtitle, you know, English subtitles, yeah. which is how I'm going to watch it because that's how it was with the intent and filmed in the time of that is going on. I told Liz about that and she was like, man, that's fucking awesome. Because her biggest complaint, she was like, you know, they could have done this all in their native language right and we would have still fucking loved it that's why right. i liked uh like i know you guys are probably gonna laugh at me but when i was a kid dances with wolves was like one of my favorite movies when i was a kid and i always thought that no, was so cool because dude it, when they would like speak their native tongue i always loved that i always tried to mimic it i, I will so cool. never talk shit about dances with wolves kevin costner i know baby. there's a lot of hate about kevin costner there's people that love him people that hate him i i think that he 
can act in one specific role. Yeah. And that's it. And he fucking pulls it off. Yeah. Sandman's another one I can pine over. I Being a big fan of Neil Gaiman, his works. Yeah. You know, and this is not giving anything away. The books, everything's been out there forever. I'll just say that it's, the show's great. They casted it well. They made some character changes, which this isn't, you know, a plot point or anything. But, you know, there's some characters that are trans in the show that uh, in the comics were not. Uh, There are characters that... It's very affluent. Right, um, right. It's very progressive yeah. in its casting. There are characters that are female that were male previously. Uh, they didn't get too married to, and, and normally a lot of people would get a backlash about this, but you really can't because Neil Gaiman is the showrunner, the original source creator of the material. Sandman is phenomenal, well acted, well produced. The score is on par. Uh, it almost seems I meant to look up to who did the score for it, but it's almost got a Danny Elfman feel to the score. It definitely does. You know, it's it's it taps back into that goth realm of things. The Sandman character himself. It has, dude. It has the acting, especially. I wanted this whenever American Gods was made. The first two seasons, great, but Sandman takes that to a whole different level. Their acting is perfect. I don't. I don't know most of these people and they're fucking perfect at it like their direction was so beautiful especially whenever you brought up the death episode yeah oh my god i i literally you texted me after the uh conversation i had with liz the whole conversation with death i looked at liz and i was like this is what religion should be absolutely it should not be based off of one God, one thing, it should be based off of beauty and everything. What they did in that show was probably one of the most beautiful things I have I have seen in recent memory. Right. It is gorgeous. And the idea that somebody could take death like that, much like Mex- Mexican culture, right. in, in such a, oh my God, it's so gorgeous and we so focus on living eternally and even sandman deals with that right but wow what a fantastic show yeah i want to check it out that's great about sandman and they did this in the comics and it has they have translated to the show so often they don't get the spirit right whenever they do the cinematic adaptations or whatever the case is whatever the platform is sandman was good it had its overarching story everything tied back into dream Sandman, you know, Morpheus, whatever you want to call them, all three, the same person. Everything ties back into him. He's the overarching story, but there's a lot of these pocket interest stories. So there's the kid who ended up with the Ruby, essentially, who grew up to be an adult and be a psychopath, serial killer type guy. And there's an episode essentially just about him. There's episodes with themes about death. There's episodes with themes about a man who lives eternally. And the conflicts that go with that, you know, and, and, and there will continue to be themes as this seasons go on. There's no way that they're not going to do a second season because they're getting just insane critical acclaim, even well, from people Netflix, that are not though. even right. even people that aren't even familiar with the original source material, though. And even fanboys are being won over. I have a feeling that Netflix is going to drop it like they do most things. They're kind of like what's the baseball team that keeps on the Padres. Where they yeah. rent something and then they fucking get rid of it. Throw a bunch of money I eventually think it's going to go. I think eventually it's going to go to HBO, which I'm fine with. As it should, though. It's a Warner Brothers property. It's a DC property. So well, I'm never, surprised you never it was know never what, there what to will happen, though, when it moves. 
Right. But yeah, I can't recommend Sandman enough without giving too much away. But as Brandon said, you know, in our group chat, I, I said that I think it's episode five where they deal with death, but uh, it's... No, I take that back. It's episode six, I believe. It is a amazing metaphor for death. It is... Oh my God, it's beautiful. Or allegory, I should say. Like, what takes place in that... If that's the way it is, if there's a religion out there, I'd be all about it. Like you said, you know, that, that that's yeah. very well put. Humanistic, very beautiful. Looking for the beauty in everything. Yeah, man. I mean, for a guy that rages against every goddamn authority possible, for me, anybody who hates authority would love to hear that. Sure. Because it's there's no bounds. It's It's just gorgeous. Uh, we just wrapped up the last season of Peaky Blinders 2, which is the show show's in. Did you watch that, Brandon? Yeah, I was a little bit upset about it. Yeah, the last episode, I I didn't really like the way it ended. I felt like they didn't know how to end it, really. But I loved, I will say, how they started out strong, how they yeah. did a tip of the cap it's a good to season. Helen, uh, the one who played Aunt Paul. She died, obviously, while this right before this got filmed. She was in poor health and passed away. Unfortunately, great actress, great woman, but they did just a really, without giving too much away, they, they, they treated her right Yeah. with the passing of her character. And they did some really powerful things in the first two episodes with her in particular that literally brought me to tears. And I don't, Yeah. I mean, I do find myself crying at things in movies more so now, especially after being a father and things like that. You know, I think I've tapped into my empathy a little bit more, but it definitely struck an emotional chord with me how they gave her the proper send off. Yeah, I, like I keep on bringing up on this show, I am the biggest baby ever to walk the earth. Whenever it comes to cinema, I am I will cry at goddamn anything. But there's certain moments in time where it hits me the most. And in Peaky Blinders, I'll say that last season was not bad. The ending was bad. It hit me hard when Polly. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard nowadays to because there is so much stuff out there though. To evoke an emotion because you almost become desensitized to it and in, in, in what's out there. And there is so much to wash, you know, it's it's overwhelming at times. Yeah. You know, I just try to pick out one thing and kind of knock it out, especially shows. I like getting in the mode of what's going on in the show and really thinking. And in, in, in TV shows, they have a chance to develop characters that, quite frankly, in movies you don't get a chance to do. So, you know, whenever it comes to comic book adaptations, especially if the comic book had a lengthy run, I'm always for... The TV show platform, so that kind of gets back into Sandman. You know, uh, a show I haven't even tackled yet because I knew they already canceled it. It was Why the Last Man. I was really excited about Brandon, probably both in our top three comics ever, definitely top five. Oh, my God. I, I'd say it's, yeah, three. Yeah, and it's it's amazing. I love it. But, yeah. you know, the TV adaptation didn't really live up to it from what I've read, and it already got canceled after the first season. They didn't really have a chance to start with. I have, yeah, it, yeah. And then, you know, another one that I don't, I don't know if they'll ever get it right because it's perhaps my favorite comics storyline ever is Preacher. Started out promising. First season was okay. There was some, you know, semi-major changes to start with. I liked I liked the casting, although some of it out of the box compared to where I would have went. But good actors and actresses and roles. But Yeah, for sure. You know, that one petered out too. Like a, I fell off of it. Yeah. You know, well, you lost interest in it because it wasn't, yeah. you know, quite frankly that good. It wasn't that it was bad. It just meandered. You know, if you start meandering with your storylines and stuff, you know, I'm going to lose interest. Yeah. I do like the fact that they just made it. Because to me, they did make some really good decisions in that. Cassidy was perfectly Perfect. casted. Yeah. Perfect. 
you couldn't ask for unless you want to cast me. <laughs> yeah, we used to try to fan cast Preacher back in the day all the time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Recent TV shows. Oh, Reservation Dogs. Oh, yeah. I've been making it on that. Yeah, it's pretty good. I've only seen a couple episodes, but it's pretty good. It is. It's hilarious. And I'll definitely say that Tika would see to you and me. I mean, Can do no the wrong. only thing that you fucked up is the last Thor. I haven't seen it yet, so. It wasn't, it wasn't that bad. It just could have, Liz is looking at me right now. She's like looking at me wide-eyed. It, it's good. It's just, we could have focused on, we could have focused on like a little bit more not so laughy, jokey Thor. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Because he's, He's not an idiot at this point. And also, well, speaking that's of Watiti, and a badass bad guy. What we do in the shadows. Yeah. I mean, that TV that, you know, started as Amazing. a movie, then it broke off into Wellington Paranormal and What We Do in the Shadows. Wellington Paranormal is great as well as a standalone thing, but which you can watch on HBO. And it's more of the approach from like the police going out and dealing with these findings of werewolves, vampires, ghosts, schools, whatever. And then What We Do in the Shadows is just kind of strictly the same uh, approach as the movie, if you will, just in a TV format. But it follows a group of vampires around if you haven't seen it. Well worth watching. There's only a few seasons. I think this is the third or fourth. It's on FX, point. I think. It's right? on FX. And I think they just started the new season. Yeah. And I've, I've been watching every episode as they come out because they release it oh, the I next haven't. day on Hulu. So this new season is killing it. I just, I didn't watch the new season, the new episode that went up this week yet. But I'll be watching that probably tomorrow night. Which is But excellent. And one thing we could have included in the news was uh, as well, you know, Donald Trump's buddy, Vince McMahon, who's getting in all kinds of trouble. We reported about it on this show here, who used to be over the WWE and resigned here infamously recently with all these paid off, essentially, uh, (laughs) you know, sexual assault type allegations or whatever. Some of it might be consensual. Some of it might not be. Who knows? But now they've found another additional $5 million that was buried in company finances of him paying off people that he had some type of sexual misconduct situation going on with. Here's some money. So keep now we we're going to end shut. on a good note. This God is damn it. $20 million. Oh, no, I I'm, I'm we turning it around. End. Give me a minute. God damn Give me Barrett. a minute here. I just, Give we me got a all minute these. here. I'm turning uh, it around. I can't have this. <laughs> got to give it to me. All right. So now almost $20 million paid in sexual misconduct related activities by the company. $20 million. Yes. And so, but I will say of the good things I've been watching recently, you are starting to see the shift creatively focus wise. These wrestlers are starting in WWE. Some of the ridiculous hoops that they used to have to jump through. Now they're already starting to tear down those walls. They're bringing back talent that Vince McMahon just fired on a whim, Yeah, especially during the pandemic, just to cut down their finances essentially right for no other good reason and uh, just to look good on the books because they were trying to position themselves to a sale is what was speculated but now they're bringing back a lot of talent that deserve a second chance and now they're back and being pushed in the limelight right away and the show's watchable it's not so juvenile anymore even in just two weeks of changes so things are moving in a positive direction there and so I'm looking forward to where it develops out from there. Anything else good anybody's watching? You know this because I've been like beating this into your head to watch. But uh, 
uh, Shorzy was fantastic. So if you guys yeah. are into the whole Jared Kiso thing, you know, you like Letterkenny, uh, definitely give this a shot. And the only thing I will say is like the main complaint with a lot of people for Letterkenny is that they didn't really understand it because it was like a Canadian uh, hick slang type show. You know what yeah. I mean? Like even, even my wife, she's like, I cannot watch Letterkenny because I have no idea what they're saying. I, you know, but this <laughs> this is not like that. Yes, they do use a lot of. Um, Canadian slang and they do some uh, like uh, French Canadian talking and stuff like that but there is a really good story to it and it's you know it's it's fantastic it is not anything like Letterkenny <laughs> it branches from Letterkenny the character itself Shorzy comes from Letterkenny but yeah it's a completely di- different thing and it's hilarious I already downloaded it because of you yes so give it a shot in legal legally of course yes legally I would never like think about going against government when they do legal things around here it's um, civil disobedience of southeast Missouri it's just like a real like you know you know crude humor kind of sports show is the only thing I can say about yeah. they're really short episodes hey, man, they're like 27 man. minutes long so give that a shot any any parting words, Brandon, before we wrap things up this week? I'll just say any businesses out there that uh, want something to represent them out there, whether it be a podcast, video cast, what have you, hit me up. I'll uh, I'm down for dioramas. I'm probably gonna make them bloody. They're probably not gonna be very nice looking <laughs> uh, in the sense that uh, yeah, there's not gonna be any fucking fairy wings. I used a real moth swings you ever watched fucking you ever watched carnival row mm. no you guys should check out carnival row right. that's on uh watch amazon or whatever it's, it's called like carnival no it's just carnival row it's got um cara de Levine in it and um orlando Sunday bloom Sunday. and it's like uh yeah brandon it'd be really it's like very like it's fantasy-ish and i have to tell you guys right now i'm down anytime you want to talk hell yeah brother whatsoever we love having you uh, on, and I of course. I wish I could uh, smoke that sweet, sweet gun. Yeah. yeah. We wish we wish you were here, sir, and, and partaking with us. One day. But it'll happen. Love you guys. At some point. We love you too, man. Yeah, thanks for being on, Brandon. Fuck Trump. Yep. Hell yeah. And fuck all these fucking assholes. Amen, brother. Hell yeah. Yep. Tune in next week for Bloodspawn, everybody. It's ATI Podcast again. Hail Satan. Hail fucking Bloodspawn. Yeah.